Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, September 24th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 271 of the second installment of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCW, I mean, I'm sorry, NWO Wolfpack, excuse me, looper time there. This is, of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. As we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. First off, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our wrestling news abuse segment here tonight, of course. Once again, I'll be filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jared D. Geronimo, better known as King Ice, bringing you, of course, like I said, the latest wrestling news of the day, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com tonight. Also, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> uh, right now we have not heard from the human suplex machine, John Gross. However, ladies and gentlemen, due to, of course, a little bit of a situation that took place last night, we are going to make an attempt to bring you both history, history wrestling history and birthdays from both uh, last night as well as tonight, because we didn't get a chance to do so due to, of course, a problem with last night's episode of Revolution. But we'll explain more about that here, of course, a little bit later on. But hopefully John will be on to bring that here to you, plus also to uh, last night's uh, and tonight's pop culture history and birthday report here as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, no one else has arrived yet here in, in, here in the studio, but hopefully we'll be coming on here, of course, momentarily. However, if you care to chime in on anything and everything that we plan on talking about here tonight on Wolfpack episode 271, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138-521-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, in addition... <coughs> to our news and views and history and birthdays tonight. We'll be, of course, bringing you our thoughts and opinions as well as the results of last night's NXT and AEW Dynamite shows. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we will start getting our predictions in for, of course, <coughs> uh, this coming Sunday's Clash of Champions pay-per-view event. Uh, I can report here, of course, uh, that we are, of course, continuing to do it, of course, between uh, uh, verbal Verbal predictions, of course, on our shows, as well as, of course, on our page, WCWS Pay-Per-View Prediction Center. I'm actually proud to report that we actually got uh, a good amount of folks here, of course, taking part in this. So we will definitely be, of course, bring that here, here, here to that, here, here to you uh, tonight here as, as well, of course, as we get some, some of the predictions in here tonight. 
<clears throat> and uh, hopefully, like I said, with Tom Lottie, we'll get we'll get some other things taken care of here as well. Uh, <clears throat> of course, as far as any other wrestling wrestling or other related stories, of course, when we bring it to your attention here this evening. It is now 9.19 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on Thursday, September 24th, 2020. And, of course, let's go ahead here with 271 of Wolfpack as I will start it off with our latest wrestling news and views here, of course, courtesy right now of our friends at 411mania.com, whom we thank, who we thank, of course, for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to, to Read their, story, read their stories on all of our shows, including, of course, in addition to Wolfpack, of course, Revolution, also Raw Radio, uh, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, and, of course, WWS this morning. <clears throat> our first story of the evening here, as we have, of course, a kind of an updated, uh, a twice updated story here, courtesy of Joseph Lee, as we have more on the pandemic outbreak on from NXT and also WWE issues a statement and also a concern about it, about about possible spread to the main roster. Let's go ahead. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and get you, of course, the original story. And then we will let you know, of course, bit by bit, of course, how much this has been updated. The original story was it was reported earlier. It was it was reported, of course, uh, earlier earlier this week that multiple people tested positive for the pan, for the virus at the September 9th NXT tapings, resulting in several significant changes to plans for the show. According to the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, while the number is not as high as WWE's latest outbreak, which is 38, it's not a small number of infected wrestlers either. The belief is that one of the coaches at the Performance Center got the virus, and this resulted in the outbreak. It also includes a few people on the main roster, which could have have an effect on this week's TV. It has been previously reported that some people have been more relaxed about wearing masks to stop the spread of the virus. The changes also include plans for future episodes, the match featuring Danny Burch and Roderick Strong versus Fabian Aitner and Raul Mendoza was supposed to set up a match between the Undisputed Era, which was uh, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish and, and, and Burch and Oni Lorcan. The match can't happen next week, but may end up happening in two weeks. Fish was not on the show, but it, but it has not been confirmed that he tested positive. Also absent <clears throat> were announcers Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett. But again, this doesn't confirm anything. Of course, the the first update is Fightful was, was reporting that the spread of the virus recently in NXT happened due to an incident at the WWE Performance Center a couple weeks ago. As noted below, it's believed that one of the coaches at the Performance Center got the virus, which is where it started. Trainees have been spending four days a week at a makeshift Performance Center training with tests at least weekly. Talent are tested before any show that they are set to appear on. The original Performance Center is currently being renovated. Of course, as you know, because it was being used as a makeshift arena during, of course, um, all of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, so on and so forth. And here is, of course, the the newest update that we have right here. PW Insider report that they have confirmed with multiple sources that training has been paused at the WWE Performance Center due to the, pan the virus outbreak. The report notes that there has been word among several of the sources that the outbreak started after NXT talent threw a party 
that was attended by fellow trainees, which led to an asymptomatic transmission, which then spread. Both trainees and staff have tested positive, and town has been advised to sequester themselves according to reports. A WWE spokesperson issued a comment to the site noting the following. As part of ongoing testing protocols, WWE completed its second round of weekly virus testing on Tuesday. Individuals that tested positive will quarantine for 14 days, receive medical care, and then will only be cleared when they are symptom-free and test negative. Additionally, extensive contract contact tracing has taken place, and other individuals have been placed in 14-day quarantine and will then only be cleared after they test negative. Last night's NXT show as well as next week's were taped yesterday, and the next scheduled event would be NXT TakeOver on October the 4th, which is 10 days away. The talent working, talents working at the Performance Center or at NXT tapings will not be allowed to work main roster tapings in order to prevent further spread. However, there is concern among several sources that NXT trainees were working as masked members of Retribution at Raw on Monday, which means they could conceivably have been spread of the virus. It is important to note that there is no indication as of now that there has been such a spread. So they're definitely going to have to definitely be watching all this very carefully here, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Speaking of the WWE, some WWE news right here, courtesy of Jeremy Thomas. As Vince McMahon wishes his daughter Stephanie a happy birthday and also a poll on the NXT TakeOver title matches. Vince McMahon took to social media to wish Stephanie, his daughter Stephanie a happy birthday on Thursday. Vince posted to Twitter to wish the chief brand officer a happy 44th birthday. Stephanie also posted promoting the Connors Cure Superstars Challenge, as you can see, as as of course as it says, as, as it as it says as it says right here. Uh, <clears throat> Vince said this today on Twitter. He said, "I'm proud of every day. Happy birthday to my incredible daughter at Steph McMahon." Stephanie McMahon also posted on Twitter today saying the following, My birthday wish is for as many people as possible to join at WWE and at the V Foundations at Connors Cure Superstar Challenge. Grab your sneakers, a friend, and get moving to raise money to fight against pediatric cancer. Please visit, please visit. and there's a site there to get to also to get started on there. So just, just go to Stephanie McMahon's uh, Twitter account. To, I think that might, might have some of that information right there. And also, WWE, WWE has a new poll on WWE.com asking fans whose title reign is in the greatest jeopardy at NXT TakeOver 31. As of this writing, the results are the following. 45% is the, is the, North, American, is the, is the um, North American Championship match between Damian Priest, where he takes on Johnny Gargano, it's at 45%. Followed by Io Shirai's women's title match versus Candice LeRae, which is 30%. And third is Finn Balor's uh, title reign versus Kyle O'Reilly, which is at 25%. So we'll just have to watch that very carefully here and see. Uh, one story that was just added here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas has added this story. As Josh Barnett has announced two matches for GCW Bloodsport. And let's see what we have right here. The first two matches are official for GCW Bloodsport. Barnett announced on Twitter on Thursday that Simon Grimm, and of course, I believe that used to be uh, Simon Gotch of the Vault Villains in WWE, 
um, versus Matt Mikowski and Eric Hammer versus Kyle Jack are now official for the event, as it says right here on the Twitter on on, twi on the on Josh Barnett's Twitter account. The show will take place on October 11th as part of the collective weekend at Marion County Fairgrounds in Indianapolis, Indiana. Of course, that is of course the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming's uh, neck of the woods there. And of course, that airs live on Fight on Fight TV. And of course, like I said, he's uh, as Josh Barnett likes has posted these in two separate tweets right there. Of course, announcing the two mat the two matches that has been uh, two matches that has been added to, of course, to this upcoming event. Well, there you have it. Our next story here, of course, something else having to do with, of course, wrestling and, of course, uh, the the pandemic. Serena Deep, according to Jeremy Thomas, of course, Serena Deep announced a self-quarantine and also a UWN primetime live match has been changed for next week. Serena Deeb is going into self-quarantine for, for 10 days, which is prompting the change of a UWN primetime live match for next week. Deeb was set to face Allison Kay on next Tuesday's show, but announced that the match has to be postponed after she came in contact with someone who later tested positive for the virus. The statement is, was issued via the UWN Twitter account, which also noted that Nicole Savoy will face Kay in Deeb's place. The full statement and tweet are below. <clears throat> Earlier this week, I came, I and this is, uh, and of course, this this came right here. This, of, of course, this, uh, this, this, I think this was said by uh, Serena Deeb herself. Earlier this week, I came into contact with an individual who later tested positive for the virus. I'm taking extra precautions and will be self-quarantining for 10 days. Due to this, I unfortunately have to postpone the match at primetime live next week with Allison Kay. I offer my utmost apologies for this. This is a serious matter, and the health and safety of everyone involved always comes first. And then the NWA's Twitter handle today posted this, saying Allison Kay is going to have a hell of a battle on her hands with Nicole Savoy at primetime live on September 29th. And also... They wish we wish Serena Deeb all the best and look forward to when we can reschedule at United Wrestling at Sienna at Nikki M. Savo at Billy at CWHF Marquez at Fight TV. So, be sure, so like I said, <clears throat> we hope, like I said, to have her to see her back, of course, on TV, of course, here, uh, here, uh, uh. Very, 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 very soon. Our next story here, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, we're going into, of course, 930 here, folks. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has our has this next story as Ivar of the Viking Raiders issues a first statement following uh, neck surgery. Ivar of the Viking Raiders has issued his first comment on the neck surgery that he underwent last week. As reported last Thursday, the Raw star underwent successful surgery on his neck after suffering an injury during a suicide dive during an eight-man tag team match on Raw a couple weeks ago. Ivar posted to his Twitter saying the following, little over a week, little over a week post-surgery, the road recovery has begun. I can't say thank you enough to everyone for all the love and support. It has been unbelievably humbling. Better, stronger, healthier, here I come. And he posted that, like I said, on his Twitter account. Uh, of course, here today. So we wish him a very speedy recovery, and hopefully we'll get a chance to, to see him back on TV here uh, very, very soon. 
Our next story, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, Jeremy Thomas brings to us as Brian Pillman Jr. makes a statement in latest MLW Pulp Fusion. The latest issue of MLW Pulp Fusion is online featuring the first MLW statement from Brian Pillman Jr. and more. You can see, of course, the video on this page, which is described as, to follow, as follows. Brian Pillman Jr. makes his first statement in almost six months. Tom Lawler scouts the competition as he readies for hashtag the restart. World middleweight champion Myron Reed unleashes hot fire on Pillman. Alicia Atout interviews the national openweight champion Alex Hammerstone about his goals for hashtag the restart. World tag team champions Ross and Marshall Von Erich are fired up for some challengers. And Conan makes Selena an offer. Can she afford to refuse? So if you want to look at this video, like I said, the video is on this page underneath this story. If you want to go check that out here as well. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've seen Brian Pillman Jr., you know, he, 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 like I said, the, the squareness of the face right there, folks, this reminds me very much of his late father. Of course, his late father, uh, one of the greatest of all time, the loose cannon himself, Brian Pillman, of course, another a superstar that should still be here today in my own personal but what a great wrestler he was. And, of course, his son, like I said, is still living up to the great tradition here today. Uh, Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story here as he gives, as, of course, we have an NXT injury report. Of course, um, of course, he gives some updates on Tegan Knox, Cameron Grimes, and Austin Theory. <coughs> Excuse me. The latest NXT injury report is online with Matt Camp. Matt Camp, excuse me, giving updates on Tegan Knox, Cameron Grimes, Austin Theory. And you can see the video on this page, which has the following updates. Camp says that Tegan Knox is scheduled to undergo an MRI to assess the damage done to her injured knee. It is possible that Knox suffered a torn ACL. That information is not confirmed. Knox was depicted as attacked by Candice LeRae before the Battle Royal and determined the number one contender to the NXT women's title. Cameron Grimes suffered a tweaked knee during the Gauntlet Eliminator a gauntlet eliminator match that served as the main event and is listed as day-to-day. -day. Austin Theory is also day-to-day -day after suffering back spasms following his match against Damian Priest. So check out, like I said, that video if you want to check out check on any updates here concerning uh, concerning these concerning these superstars. But I'm sure at some point Tegan Knox, of course, gets over this. Hopefully, she'll go, one person I know she's probably going to go after next is opposite Candice LeRae. Uh, going to an AEW story now, as Jeremy Thomas posted this story here, as Miro has reportedly suffered a minor injury in, in his AEW in-ring debut. Miro, of course, if you remember, was known as Rusev, of course. His in-ring AEW debut on, on this week's Dynamite didn't go off entirely without a hitch as he reportedly suffered a minor injury during the match. As previously reported, Miro teamed with Kip Sabian in a winning effort against Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela, making Kiss tap out. During the match, he looked to be selling a leg injury after he got sent down to the floor, and according to Wrestling Observer Live, he tweaked his ankle during the spot. Miro said, was said to be feeling better after the match, and it's fine. He's not expected to miss any ring time. Miro has yet to discuss the injury at this time. But we, of course, hope, hopefully, like I said, that he is, we hope that he is, of course, uh, 
he still continues to go on without any problem there. Jeremy Thomas here, of course, has our next story as NXT UK reported undergoes producer shakeup, and plus they have a new head writer. The NXT UK brand has undergone a shakeup behind the scenes, according to a new report. Inside the Ropes Wrestling reports that former Progress co-owner Glenn Joseph, who's been working as a producer on the show, has left due to what has been described as, as personal reasons, while fellow Progress founder Jim Smallman has been promoted to the position of head writer. The move doesn't change who is ultimately in charge within the WWE structure for NXT. Smallman answers to Matt Bloom and Shawn Michaels, who run NXT UK remotely from the, from the Performance Center in Florida. The news was reportedly told to NXT UK talent during a Zoom meeting earlier today. Joseph previously stepped down from his position with progress in the summer amid the hashtag speaking out movement. Smallman has exited progress back, had exited progress back in December to focus on his role in NXT UK. Talent for the brand are arriving at the UK Performance Center today for a three-week training session for the next U- NXT UK tapings at BT Sports Studios. The training is set to be longer than usual, according to report to the report, because several several roster members were rusty for the BT for the BT tapings last month. Several matches had to ha, had to have reshoots done. Talent has also been told that they are no longer able to sell their own merchandise or make money from their renames through third parties to bring them in line with the recent WWE changes. Of course, that that thing. Of course, going on here. Of course, but of course, think of think of Vince McMahon to come up with something stupid like that. My personal opinion. And one more. And okay, well, we we still got several more stories to talk about here, folks. We got plenty to mention here, and I'm going to try to bring up everything as best as we can here. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has our story here. As Miss Bliss says, she previously pitched working with Bray Wyatt. Has been enjoying the storyline so far. Miss Bliss is currently working a storyline with Bray Wyatt, which is resulting in a dark turn for her. But it's not the first time she's tried to work with him. Bliss spoke with Metro for a new interview and discussed how she's been enjoying her arc, falling under the influence of The Fiend, and how she wanted to work with Wyatt when she first debuted on the main roster. Here are some highlights. On her storyline with Wyatt, she says, Working with Bray has been awesome. I pitched working with Bray a long time ago, and it never really got off the ground just because it didn't make sense at the time. On enjoying the storyline, she says, This has been a lot of fun for me. Anything that's out of of the box or a bit different, I'm a big fan of acting, portraying a character. So this kind of checks all of my boxes of what I love to do. It's been very interesting. We don't know where it's going. You know as much as I know, but it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited to see where it goes. On what her original pitch was, she says, the original idea, the, the original idea was when I first debuted, and it was the same kind of deal. I wanted to have some kind of involvement with his character because it's so good and so compelling. He commits fully into that and does so much research. He is so good at his craft, and who wouldn't want to work with someone like that? On being, being to push her character as far as she needs to, she says, so here's the difference with where my head goes. I would go as far as we can with it. I would go completely in one direction and then change the, the direction. I would push the envelope as far as we can. It's just do things work, do things work out that way. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. We just we have to just see where it goes. So, like I said, if it work if it works out for, her, I mean, kudos of course to her uh, indeed. 
Uh, next story here, of course, coming out from Joseph Lee here. On a, a note here on an abandoned name for a female, one of the female members of Retribution. Retribution revealed themselves on Monday's episode of Raw with Dominic Djokovic becoming T-Bar, Shane Thorne named Slapjack, and Dio Madden calling himself Mace. The only two not to get named as of yet are Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez. However, a new report from Russell Vogue suggested a name was tossed around at one point. According to the report, one of the female wrestlers was said to be called Shatter, but this idea was scrapped. Uh, Russell Votes posted on their Twitter account today, Guys, it gets better because for that one point, the, female, the females of Retribution needed names on Monday for TV. Thankfully, that got scrapped. One of the names was going to be Shatter. So apparently that name didn't really, it was thrown around, but I guess ultimately it, it just did not really work out as much as they thought it would. Uh, Joseph Lee has our next story right here. A note here on, of course, when AEW will tape next week's edition of Dynamite. Five full reports AEW will tape next week's episode of Dynamite on Friday. Normally, the taping schedule includes a live episode on Wednesday and a taped episode on Thursday that airs the following week. The reason for this change this week is that the AEW talent will be treated to a Thursday night football game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins. As reported last night, this is the announced lineup that was that's for this match, for this show so far. Uh, <clears throat> a 30-minute brush with greatness. FTR will, um, I believe this is a tag team title match, will take on the team of uh, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Chris Jericho will take on Isaiah Cassidy. Britt Baker will be in action. Also, Ricky Starks is set to take on Darby Allin. And the and the A and the AEW champion John Moxley is set to appear on the show. Uh, Joseph Lee has this story here as Ben Carter confirms that he has tested positive for the virus. It was reported earlier this morning that multiple wrestlers were who were at the September 9th AEW tapings have since tested positive for the virus. Lance Archer confirmed last night that he was one of the wrestlers resulting in changes to the show. Now Ben Carter, who has a standout match with Scorpio, who had a standout match with Scorpio Sky on Tuesday night's taped episode, revealed he has the virus as well. He he wrote this on his Twitter account. He says, "I have tested positive for the virus. Man, you literally can't write it. After this Tuesday, I was at an all-time high, and, and to be honest, I kind of still am." The outpouring of support recently has been utterly mind-blowing, and I can't thank everyone enough. Having said that, I had some really cool things lined up in the coming weeks that I now have to back out of, all of, all of which really, really things. But, hey, I feel fine. I guess I don't really taste my food as much as I normally do, but I feel fine. For now, anyways, cheers again for all the love that's been shown. I'm truly living my American dream. And, and that, of course, obviously... And, of course, that came off of his Twitter account, of course, that he posted here today. Of course, as we did, we were going to report this. Of course, as you know, last night, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, the purpose behind our opening, that was supposed to be our opening theme tonight, and obviously, of course, I'm sorry that did not work. Of course, as you know, we did hear, of course, in the untimely passing of uh, WB Hall of Famer, of course, one half of the legendary tag team, the Legion of Doom, Road Warrior Animal. Uh <clears throat> 
But uh, actually, we do have, of course, another story right here concerning animals' death. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story as The Rock and LeBron James actually comment on the passing of Road Warrior Animal. The Rock is the latest to pay tribute to Road Warrior Animal, who sadly passed away earlier this week at the age of 60. Rock wasn't the only one, as also NBA player LeBron James also gave his thoughts. Rock wrote the following. Really sad to wake up to this news today, the passing of my friend Joe Laurinaitis, also known as Road Warrior Animal. Joe and Mike, a.k.a. Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors were the most intense, legit, tough, bad AWS tag team in the history of, of the wild world of pro wrestling. I was making when I was making my bones, still learning the business in the WWE as a very young rock. I wrestled these guys so many times on the road, and they always took good care of me and made sure I learned. Tough as nails, good mean, greatest tag team of all time, and Apple Critters, of course, our inside joke. Much love, and I'll always be grateful to you both. LeBron James added, my favorite tag team of all time, bro, Forever, Hawk, and Animal. So, and LeBron posted on his Twitter account, at King James, of course, sometime today here as well. And one more quick story here before we move before we move ahead here, folks. <clears throat> um, uh, Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story today. As Eddie Kingston doesn't see an LAX reunion happening in AEW and talks a potential hardcore division. Eddie Kingston may be back in a company with Santana Ortiz and Diamante. Don't expect to see an LAX reunion in AEW. Kingston appeared on the AEW Unrestricted podcast and discussed why he doesn't see that happening, as, as well as why he doesn't think AEW should institute a hardcore division. Here's some highlights and also uh, the videos on this page as well. On the idea of an LAX reunion in AEW, uh, Kingston says, uh, no, that's not being adamant. It's just being honest. Satana and Ortiz busy playing touch butt with Chris Jericho in the inner circle, so i got to move on too. Diamante has to move on too. We can't always be just all oh, keep the group together. You know what I mean? On Santana and Ortiz being in the inner circle, Kingston says, You know, Santana and Ortiz, all right, I can bust chops about the inner circle. I mean, I agree with everything that Jericho does in the inner circle or whatever, but he's taking care of my boys. Fine. Now, you know, I'm not making a threat here because I don't make threats. I make promises. If Jericho messes with my boys, then yeah, then you know I got to get in. But for right now, no. There's no need for us to get together. There's no need for them to leave the inner circle. I guess there's no reason for me to join. There's no reason for Diamante to join the inner circle or join up with me. We go our own ways, you know. That's the way I look at it. On the idea of a hardcore division AEW, Eddie Kingston says, no, hardcore matches should be done when it's serious. I mean, when you do something too much, it just takes away from it being special. It's like we have a cage match every Dynamite show. Sooner or later, it's okay. Uh, it's just another one. The hardcore matches and the lights out matches and all that stuff should be saved. It should be saved for something special. So there you have it there, folks, here with some of your stories here. We do thank our friends at 411 Mania for providing, of course, uh, that. Uh, <clears throat> here we do have, of course, we do, we do, of course, like I said, like I said, have, have those stories here, of course. Uh, here today, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Of course, filling in here tonight for King Ice, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. 
Of course, your 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Nor, of course, we have never tried to, to do so for the past five years. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do see that we do, uh, I do now notice that we do have uh, or, of course, a two-time WWS Hall of Famer on. Also, of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. And also, of course, a co-holder of both the GWI and OVWS Tag Team Championship belts with the Kenny Club's Mint Patel. Of course, I'm talking about the human suplex machine, John Gross, uh, with, of course, our history and birthdays. And, of course, as we mentioned here, ladies and gentlemen, as, as you know, we were attempting to have episode 890 of the Revolution last last night, but we had some some more technical issues with TalkShoe. We don't know what, what what happened, what went on. So as a direct result of that, ladies and gentlemen, we ultimately decided we we had to call the show, of course, due to of course that malfunction. Uh, but uh, but we're of course, like I said, we're we'll pack here, of course, is up and running here tonight. So what we did do is, like I said, we are moving. Of course, uh, we do we do have, of course, starting our wrestling history and birthdays of tonight. John does have some from last night's show. So this is from last night, ladies and gentlemen, September 23rd, before we bring you tonight's. So let's go ahead and get on going here with that. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and like I said, this is, like I said, yesterday's day, September 23rd, uh, on this of September 23rd, uh, 1985, in New York City, Andre the Giant defeated King Kong Bundy via DQ in a match billed as the Colossal Jostle. Also on this date, ladies and also on the, also on this date, uh, like I said, yesterday's date. In let's see, give me just a second here. 19, let's see, yeah, 1987. WWF tapes the 12th episode of Saturday night's main event from the Hershey Park Arena in Hershey, Pennsylvania. The show featured the formation of the Mega Powers and also the premiere of Pile Driver by Coco Beware. The show aired, did not air, however, until October the 3rd, 1987. Uh, yesterday's date in 1995, Steve Austin was let go from WCW and makes his ECW debut as he cut the infamous Stevester promo. Of course, he was mocking Hulk Hogan. The promo aired the, the, the promo aired that weekend on ECW Hardcore TV. Also, yesterday's day in 1996 on Monday Nitro from Cleveland, Ohio, the Public Enemy defeated Harlem Heat to win the WCW World Tag Team Titles. <clears throat> also, uh, yesterday's date in let's see, 2001, uh, W. WWF presented Unforgiven from the Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, of course, JD's and Fonzie's neck of the woods. 13,855 were in attendance with just 350,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down 215,000 from last month and 240,000 from Unforgiven uh, <sighs> in, in the year 2000. In a pre-show Sunday night, he matched Billy Gunn, defeated Tommy Dreamer, placing the, the WWF score against the Alliance won to nothing. The Dudley Boys defeated the team of the Big Show and Spike Dudley. 
Lance Storm and the Hurricane and the Hardy Boys in a fatal four-way match to hold on to the WWF Tag Team titles with the Alliance tying it at one. Perry Saturn defeated Raven, scoring for the WWF 2-1. Christian defeated Edge to win the Intercontinental title. It's Christian's first singles title run since November of 1998. The Brothers of Destruction kept the WWF's lead going as they defeated Chronic to retain the WCW World Tag Team titles. This was Chronic's lone pay-per-view bout with the WWF as they were sent to, to developmental. Clark refused and was released outright. Adams went but would be released just two months later. RVD defeated Chris Jericho to retain the hardcore title, giving the alliance a second point. The Rock defeated Booker T and Shane McMahon to retain the WCW World title in a handicap match, keeping the lead from to 4-2. Rhino defeated Tajiri to regain the WCW United States title, the alliance now scoring, uh, <coughs> um, of course, uh, uh, of course, with now, of course, them leading 4-3. Uh, Kurt Angle would end the final would end the final score for the WWF by defeating Stone Cold Steve Austin to capture the WWF, his WWF title, giving a 5-3 victory to the WWF. Angle would hold the title for 15 days before losing it back to Stone Cold. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, in 2002 on Raw from Anaheim, California, Kane and the Hurricane defeated Lance Storm and Christian to win the WWE Tag Team titles. This is Kane's eighth tag team title reign as he teams with a different partner. He won the tag team titles before with Mankind two times in 1998 and with Xbox two times in 1999. Of course, and his brother, The Undertaker, of course, uh, three times in 2001. Also on this date here in 2003, at a SmackDown taping in Philadelphia, Tajiri defeated Rey Mysterio to win the WWE Cruiserweight title. Today would have been the 100, I mean, yesterday would have been the 103rd birthday of Rodolfo Guzman Hereta. He sadly passed away on February 5th, 1984, just a week after his brief unmasking. And of course, thank you very much, John, for bringing us yesterday's wrestling history and birthdays. And now here are today's history and birthdays here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see here. On this date in 1984 in London, Ontario, Canada, not too far from GTS's neck of the woods there, Greg Valentine defeated Tito Santana to win the Intercontinental title. Santana, at the time of the match, had an injured leg, and Valentine worked the leg during the bout and post-match. Santana <clears throat> and Valentine's feud would end with would go on until July of 1985 when Santana defeated Valentine for the title in a steel cage match. On this date here in 1990, Herb Abrams UWF holds holds their held their first TV taping in Los Angeles. Also on this date in 1995, WWF presented In Your House Three Triple Header from the Saginaw Civic Center in Saginaw, Michigan. 5,146 were in attendance with 160,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In a pre-show match, Fatu defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley. In the opening bout of, of the show, Savia Vega defeated Waylon Mercy. Also, Psycho Sid defeated Henry Godwin. The British Bulldog defeated Bam Bam Bigelow. Dean Douglas, who of course we know is Shane Douglas, defeated Razor Ramon. Bret Hart defeated Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Two dudes with attitude, who was of course 
the WWF champion Diesel and the Intercontinental champion Shawn Michaels defeated the British Bulldog and Yokozuna to win the WWF Tag Team titles. Of course, well, Owen Hart, who was subbed out of the match, was the one who was pinned. Reasons why Owen was subbed out is because Owen celebrated the birth of his daughter, who, of course, yesterday, Owen's daughter turned 25 years, years old. Owen came in late in the match, but got himself jackknifed by Diesel and pinned. The belts will return to Owen and Yokozuna the next night on Raw. It's the first time that all titles in one match were on the line. It would be resurrected on April 29, 2001 at Backlash when the, Inter when the Intercontinental title champion Triple H and the WWF champion Stone Cold Steve Austin teamed up to defeat Kane and The Undertaker to win the WWF tag team titles. In a post-show dark match, The Undertaker defeated Keen Mabel. Also on this date in the year 2000, WWF presented Unforgiven from the first Union Center in Philadelphia. 18,092 were, were in attendance with 605,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Of course, why so many? It was Stone Cold Steve Austin's return to the full-time roster for, for the first time since November 14, 1999 in Survivor Series when he was run over and sidelined with a neck injury. The 605,000 homes is nearly double the 1999 edition and 35,000 more buys than the critically acclaimed SummerSlam the previous month. The right to censor defeated the Acolytes and the Dudley Boys in an eight-man eight tag team match. Taz defeated Jerry Lawler via knockout in a strap match. Of note, Raven made his WWF de debut, interfering on Taz's behalf. Well, of course, Scott Levy made his return to the WWF because the last time anyone saw Levy in the WWF was in 1994 when he was known as Johnny Polo, and he managed the Quebecers and Adam Bomb. As for the Raven gimmick, he wrestles more, he wrestles more, and he wins the hardcore title on numerous occasions from 2001 to 2002 until his release from the WWE in 2003. And speaking of the hardcore title, Steve Blackman retains the hardcore title in a hardcore battle royal, defeating Crash, Punaki, Al Snow, Perry Saturn, and Test. Crash, Perry Saturn, and Steve Blackman both all won the hardcore title, but in the end, it was Blackman who was victorious. Chris Jericho defeated X-Pac. The Hardy Boys defeated Edge and Christian in a steel cage match to capture the tag team titles. Eddie Guerrero defeated Rikishi by DQ to retain the Intercontinental title. <clears throat> Triple H defeated Kurt Angle in a no-holes-barred match with Mick Foley as a special referee. And Stone Cold also made his return to the ring by stunning both Vince and Shane McMahon. Also, The Rock defeated The Undertaker, Kane, and Chris Benoit in a fatal four-way match to retain the WWF title. Benoit was thought to have captured the title for a second time, but The Undertaker, <clears throat> Undertaker's foot was on the rope, and the match was restarted by Mick Foley. On this date here, let's see, today here in 2002 at a SmackDown taping in San Diego, Edge defeated Eddie Guerrero in a no-DQ match. The match is the number eight moment on the top 100 moments in SmackDown History DVD that was released in 2009. On this date in 2006, TNA presented No Surrender from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. The show is noted for two major announcements. First off, Impact was moving to Thursday nights at 9 p.m. And that TNA had signed the former WWF or WWE champion, Kurt Angle. Also, of course, here, uh, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels defeated the LAX to win the NWA World Tag Team titles in an Ultimate X match. 
Also today, ladies and gentlemen, as we did mention here, of course, here in the news and views, today's a happy 44th birthday to a former WWE Women's Champion and the current Chief Brand Officer of WWE, and also, of course, the wife of Triple H and the mother of his children, Stephanie McMahon Levesque. She's a fourth-generation McMahon. She began modeling and appearing in her merchandise catalogs at age 13 in 1989, and she attended Boston University, earning herself a degree in 1998. She rejoined the family business as a receptionist, but worked in creative and television production and began in 1999 as an in-ring performer. Her first big break came on March 29, 1999, when she debuted on Raw, as she was abducted by the Undertaker's ministry, but was saved by King Shamrock. The Undertaker spent weeks stalking her on April 25, 1999. The Undertaker eventually kidnapped her. And on the next night, Undertaker attempted to marry her, but was saved by Stone Cold Steve Austin. But it was a scam all along as Shane and Vince were behind the mind games to screw with Austin's life. After Stephanie began an on-screen relationship with Tess in December of 1999, she made her in-ring debut by teaming with Tess to defeat Jeff Jarrett and Deborah in a mixed tag team match. The couple got engaged and were set to marry, but it was revealed that Triple H drugged her and took her to Las Vegas and where they got married. It was a plot all along with for Triple H and Stephanie getting back to Vince McMahon for being used in those kidnappings. They would dominate the WWE. F in the first half of 2000, with Triple H capturing the title and Stephanie holding the women's title. The family reconciled their differences around this time. The on-screen romance blossomed into an off-screen relationship, and that led to the breakup between Triple H and, of course, Joni Lauer, known as, of course, the late China. Following the dissolution of the McMahon-Helmsley faction and the commissionership of McFoley, Stephanie was involved in an affair with Kurt Angle and Triple H. Around the time, Stephanie would drop the women's title to Lita. After their plan to take the WWF title off the rock failed, Angle and Triple H feuded, leading to Angle kissing Stephanie not once but twice. And Unforgiven, the game defeated Angle, and Stephanie, despite being married to the game, managed Angle to the WWF title in October of 2000, when he defeated the rock at no mercy to capture that belt. But Stephanie would rejoin her husband, Triple H, when he was behind, when he was the mastermind behind. Uh, of course, they had Rikishi run over Stone Cold Steve Austin at the 1999 Survivor Series. In 2001, Stephanie would feud with Trish Stratus and would defeat her at No Way Out. Afterwards, Stephanie would take some time off after Triple H was injured in May of 2001 when he and, when he and Stone Cold and Vince McMahon formed an alliance. But on July 9, 2001, she betrayed her father by becoming the owner of ECW after ECW had invaded WWF show with ECW and WCW joining forces at the 2001 Survivor Series. The WWF eliminated the ECW and WCW forcing Stephanie and Shane to take a leave of absence, but Stephanie would return in 2002 to reunite with her father and try to make her marriage to Triple H work, but it was revealed that she wasn't pregnant. Triple H dumped her and left her at the altar. Stephanie would form an alliance with old rival Chris Jericho, who would lead him to face Triple H at WrestleMania 18 for the title with the game winning the championship. Days later, Stephanie would leave the WWF thanks to Triple H, but she returned as the SmackDown general manager in July of 2002. Uh, of course, to counter Raw's general manager, Eric Bischoff, by trading away his superstars like Brock Lesnar, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, The Undertaker, Big Show, and others. She and Bischoff were embroiled in a one-usmanship feud for SmackDown and Raw in 2002 and fighting over the contract for Scott Steiner, where Steiner, of course, chose to go to Monday Night Raw. 
In 2003, Stephanie began to feud with her father, where her father said she was going to do a horrible job at SmackDown GM by bringing back Hulk Hogan and signing Zach Gowan with one, of course, who was the wrestler with one leg. The Undertaker and Kurt Angle would come to their defenses a lot, but Vince and Stephanie's feud culminated in no mercy 2003, with Stephanie losing her job as general manager. Afterwards, Stephanie would not be seen in, in the WWE in 2004, but would return on TV on October 3rd, 2005, but was stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. The McMahons the next week would fire Jim Ross because of Stone Cold's ambush on the McMahons. Stephanie would announce her pregnancy in 2006 with Triple H. She would return to television that year as well, where she helped the McMahons poison Shawn Michaels. In 2007, she returned to the WWE to confront her father about her illegitimate child, which was revealed to be Hornswoggle. She would return again in 2008 with her brother Shane as they asked for for asked to control the Raw Superstar. Stephanie would become the Raw General Manager after Mike Adamley's end in November. Mike Adamley's reign ended in November 2008. She would to Randy Orton and where Randy punted Stephanie's father and brother in the skull and then to make marriage worth deliver the RKO to Stephanie. Triple H would defend his wife's honor, mentioning their marriage on TV. Weeks before WrestleMania 25, Orton would hit Stephanie with a DDT, but Orton's mind games cost him as the game defeated him to, re <clears throat> uh, re to retain the title at WrestleMania 25. Stephanie did not appear in the WWE in 2009, but she returned in 2011 to confront CM Punk and 2012 to confront Paul Heyman as well. Stephanie would return to the WWE full-time in 2013 when Vince and Triple H, in which they cost Daniel Bryan the title and gave Randy Orton the title as well. In 2014, she would feud with Daniel's wife, Brie Bella, and where Brie Bella had her handcuffed after Stephanie slapped Brie Bella in the stands, who was watching Nikki's, Nikki Bella's match. Stephanie would defeat Brie in her first match since October of 2003, which was at SummerSlam in 2014. The Authority disbanded the 2014 Survivor Series thanks to Sting, that returned to the end of 2014 and helped Seth Rollins win the WWE title at WrestleMania 31, cashing in the Money in the Bank. Stephanie and Triple H were rarely seen around 2015, but were active by the end by the end of the year with Stephanie announcing the Women's Revolution in the summer of 20, 2015. Stephanie was announced as the Raw Commissioner and the brand split in 2016, where Mick Foley and Kurt Angle were her two general managers. She was feud with Ronda Rousey in 2018, and where their feud began in 2015, of course, with Ronda Rousey and The Rock clearing the ring and Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania 31. In 2018, Ronda and Kurt Angle defeated Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, ending the authority for good in 2018. Both the game and Stephanie turned face. Stephanie still rarely makes WWE appearances, but not as much. So happy birthday, of course, to Stephanie McMahon here today. Here are some pop culture history and birthdays here for today. In 1493, Christopher Columbus embarks on his second expedition to the New World, setting sail with a fleet of 17 ships. On his date in 1919, Babe Ruth sets the Major League Baseball season home run record at 28 as a Boston Red Sox. On his date in 1920, Babe Ruth becomes the first player to hit 50 home runs in the Major League Baseball season. 1934, 2,500 fans see Babe Ruth's final Yankee appearance at Yankee Stadium. In 1952, Kentucky Fried Chicken opens its first franchise in Salt Lake City, Utah. In, 1957, the song Jailhouse Rock is released by uh -huh. Elvis. Yeah, baby. Uh -huh. You're going to have a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Uh -huh. 
Justice the man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, on his date in 1968, the show 60 Minutes premieres on CBS. 1979, Pete Rose reaches 200 hits in the season for the 10th time. On his date in 1991, the rock band Nirvana released their second studio album called Nevermind. Also on the same day, Robin Yount is number is 37th, the 37th man to hit 2,000 singles. On his day in 2007, the big the show The Big Bang Theory premieres on CBS. And let's see here if John has anything has has anything else to mention here. Uh, we're going to check that out here. And ladies and he is checking to see if we have any birthdays in the celebrity world today. Excuse me, this ladies and gentlemen had to. <laughs> when you're talking a mile a minute right here, you have to, have to take a little bit of a breather, get a little something to drink. Yeah. Today, uh, according, of course, now are some birthdays here. Today would have been the 84th birthday of legendary puppeteer Jim Henson. Sadly, he passed away in let's see, in 1990. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure my Make sure my glasses here were. And John said that's all he's got here today, ladies and gentlemen, for our history and birthdays here for today. So, John, we thank you very much for bringing us, of course, yesterday's and today's history and birthdays. And also, of course, our wrestling news and views. I do thank Four Letter Mania for allowing us to read their stories one more time. Indeed. 10.08 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, of course. <coughs> On Thursday, September 24th, 2020, episode 271 of NWO Wolfpack, of course, 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138-521-POUND. Uh, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here alongside, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, we do have, of course, now, of course, also uh, uh, been waiting very, very patiently through our talk shoot video service here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He is a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is also, of course, a multiple uh, holder of many of our belts here, of course, here in WCW US, including, of course, the, the of course, most recently the OVW US Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome him, and of course, the man with the golden voice, as we always call him, the sole man himself, the one and the only. Justin Lewis Fleming. Justin, we do welcome you, sir, here as well. Thank you for joining us here here tonight as well. We thought we had a couple more folks on, but we're not sure. Um, we're going to see if we can. Uh, we're going to see here, of course, if we can try to. Uh, we can try to to do to get them back here. I'm not sure what's. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, John, the two gentlemen that we had on here just a little while ago, can you try to message them and see and let them know that uh, it, um, if they, if they think, if they can make it back on, please do so. 
Uh, sorry about that, John. Um, but if you can let the two gentlemen know that was on here with us to see if they can make it back on, uh, that would be that would be, of course, very very appreciative. Thank you very much, sir. Of course, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we now we'll go right into. Um, Our thoughts and opinions here, of course, if uh, John or Justin has anything to, to mention as far as what happened last night with both NXT and AEW Dynamite. Uh, gentlemen, if y'all have anything y'all wish to add, please, uh, please, of course, uh, please go ahead and let me know here. And I will, of course, read that off the air, read that on the air here tonight for either show. And John is saying that both shows were both shows were great. Now I think uh, the Soul Man here was getting ready to put something up. I'm sure he'll be he'll be posting it here, of course, uh, momentarily. So, thank you very much there. Thank you very much there, John. Uh, Justin was saying here, he mentioned, he mentions as far as, uh, um, as far as, of course, uh, NXT goes, he was not happy that Candice LeRae won the uh, Battle Royal earned a shot at the uh, women's title because he knew that she was going to win. Uh, she, Justin's opinion, it should have been Rhea Ripley. Uh, Justin, I definitely agree. I mean, Rhea Ripley, like I said, ever since, of course, like I said, uh, she hasn't had that much success in trying to get it back ever since she lost it at WrestleMania to, uh, to, to Charlotte. But, uh, uh, but uh, she has been working very, very hard to try to do so, and and of course I hope that, like I said, she's able to, of course, at some point here, you know, earn that op earn that opportunity, and I hope she does not really get they don't try to bury her like they've done with so many with so many great uh, great talents here as well. <clears throat> But uh, very good, very good point there indeed. Uh, very good point indeed there, uh, 
Justin. Uh, Justin, did you have any thoughts about AEW? You happen? Did you notice anything about that? Uh, was there anything that kind of stood out in your mind? And Justin said he actually loved last night's episode of AEW. Uh, just, am I correct in assuming that uh, Cody Rhodes, I think, made his return? And I think he was kind of sporting a new look. Or like a look he had previously. I think he was doing the dark hair now instead of the blonde hair like he had been doing. Which sounded, which looked like it was pretty good, in my personal opinion here. But uh, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, if, if it's gotten a little bit quiet here, we've uh, we're just like I said, still uh, still waiting here. Of course, some word from. Of course, we thought we had, like I said, a, a couple more folks on here just a little while ago, and uh, and they have not yet they have not yet returned to air as of yet. So we're not 100% sure if they're going to be able to make it back on or not. And that is, and, and, and just so, like I said, just to just give everybody a heads up as to who I'm, to who I am referring to. Uh, obviously I'm referring to our, both of our guys from Pittsburgh, of course, obviously, I'm talking about the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, as well as, of course, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Uh, they both were on during, of course, while we were doing the news and the history. But apparently, they both had they both had popped off to, due to, of course, different reasons. We're not sure. Uh, we're not sure. Uh, we're not sure. We're not sure why, but we're like so. We've been trying to get word to them <clears throat> that, that they can they can make it back on. Uh, John and Justin, while we wait to hear from them, see if they're going to make it back. Uh, let's go ahead. Here we can go ahead and we can go ahead and take care of this here as well. Let's go ahead and take care of of predictions for Clash of Champions. Uh, John, I had noticed on our page, WWUS Pay-Per-View Prediction Center, that you had posted uh, that you had given your picks for three of the three of the nine matches. Um, and Justin, you have yet to, uh, and you have and you haven't posted any on, on on there yet. I assume you were. You can still post them on there if you wish, but of course, if you want to, but you can also mention it on the show tonight here as well, so we can have like a both a vocal record and also a record on the 
pay-per-view prediction center page. So I do mention to you gentlemen that whatever predictions you say here on the show, make sure they match up what you put on the page. That way there won't be any disputes at all whatsoever with that as well. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and run. Let's go ahead and run through it here. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the course in order gentlemen, as far as, as far as of, of course, um, how I have it on the posted on the pay-per-view prediction center page, because there was some, there was, of course, uh, a couple of extra matches added on, several matches added on to the, to the to the event here as well. And of course, one, of the, and of course, it was an update to a match that was already posted as well. Uh, <coughs> uh, let's go ahead and get to the first one here. I think John, you are giving your prediction already for the ambulance match for the WWE title. Justin, let's get your thoughts on that match. Who, who do you pick to win that for the WWE title uh, between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton? You're going with Drew. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, this one right here, I'll need to get both of your answers for this one. The Universal title match, of course, Roman Reigns defending against Jay Uso. Uh, John, Justin, who did you pick to win this match? Okay. Okay. And John has informed me that the Iceman is on his way back, so he should be coming in here momentarily, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, John has chosen Roman Reigns to win this match. Justin, uh, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the Universal title. Okay, and Justin did mention because Vince is, of course, he's still Vince the old fart, as Justin is called. And of course, I agree with that. Justin is, of course, driving a wedge between, of course, these two cousins. Of course, big time, of course, family of the Samoan heritage, right there. Yes, indeed. Okay, so he, so Justin is going with Roman Reigns in that. And before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and we do have, of course. As we've mentioned here before, he is a three-time WWUS Hall of Famer. Also, another part of the team that brings you WWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. He's also, of course, a multiple title holder in the WWUS Trivia Championship Series. And on occasion, sometimes it sounds like he might have a chicken stuffed up his, you know what. <laughs> We're just kidding. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, of course. 
The Iceman, of course, we know him as J.D., but, of course, his real name, as we always say, is Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., we welcome you, to sir, 271 of Wolfpack here. Uh, good uh, good to have you back here. And I did send you a message a moment, moment ago. Hopefully you did receive it. Yes, um, I did receive it. And I did tell him, and I, I do hope that he will be. He said he would try to make it if he can. Okay, all right. Okay, so... Uh, we were just also going ahead and getting John's, just, John, at least John's and just, Justin's uh, predictions in here for the clash. And as soon as we finish getting theirs, um, we will. Um, and uh, of course, like I said, you can give uh, you can give your, you can give your thoughts on some of these as well. While we, of course, talk to John and Justin here as well. In the meantime, here let's go ahead and continue on here. Of course, the next match here, uh, John and Justin. Uh, is for the SmackDown Women's title. Of course, Bailey defending the title against Nikki Cross. Uh, John uh, and Justin, who do you pick to, of course, win this match? And while you're choosing, let me get JD's thoughts about this one right here for the SmackDown Women's title. JD. JD. I guess he had to step away for a moment here. Be back here, just JD. That's that. Sorry. Now I was going to ask why I was getting John's and Justin's thoughts about this, the match for the SmackDown Women's Title Clash of Champions. I would like to get your a couple of thoughts about. I'll do my, my. Like I said, I'll do my predictions after them. They're done. However, I will say this, and I was going to say this last night. However, uh. Well, you know what? I'll save it for the end of the show. Okay. All right. So, uh, okay. Just, well, okay. I mean, I'll get my predictions, obviously, but I will also have something to say special at the end of the show. Uh, okay. Okay. You did do your predictions on the page as well, so just make sure whatever you put on the page and match up to what you say on the show tonight. Uh, so, okay. Uh, uh, Justin, your thoughts here on this match, SmackDown Women's title, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. So, uh, so Justin, you are, so you're going, obviously, Justin, you're obviously taking Bailey to win this. Okay. He's going with Bailey, but he's saying that, that, that he, he might be a possibility that somehow Sasha Banks might get involved to try to take get the belt off of Bailey somehow. So we'll just have to wait and see if that of course that'd be kind of sweet if that did happen. Obviously. A lot of people would probably hope that will happen. So that way they can they can uh, like I said, maybe maybe that might be might be getting something uh, that might have been stuffed up Bailey's hind end for quite some time. Maybe maybe get it out. Maybe she won't start acting like a complete fool. I'm sure JD would agree with that. 
John, you had, of course, already given uh, your thoughts about the women's tag team title match on the page. Um, you did. You did say obviously. You did say Jackson, and you're still saying the same there. Okay, Justin, your thoughts about this match: the women's tag team titles, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan on the Riot Squad. And just to let everyone know, we have an update from the game. It is Miami 28, Jago 7. Ryan Fitzpatrick 16 of 18 tonight, 157. Gardner Minshew 16 of 23, uh, both between 139 and 153. However, 139 some as a team, but he's found for a buck 53. However, he's been sacked twice. But yeah, Miami looks like they're in control right now, and they could be winning their first game. And go to one and two, possibly find a collapse. Jacksonville fall to one and two, and also in NBA playoff action, the Lakers are up 70 to 65 midway through the third quarter. However, so far Anthony Davis 22 points tonight for the Lakers. For the Nuggets, however, Murray has 18, Jokic has 12, and of course, speaking of the NBA playoffs, last night, however, last night we saw some interesting scores, however, including. Uh, the Miami Heat last night take a 3-1 lead, beating the Celtics 112-109. Jason Tatum, 28 points, 9 rebounds in the game. Tyler Hero, H-E-R-R-O, 37 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists tower last night. Kemba Walker had 20. I think, uh, let me just see. Yeah, for Boston, Jimmy Butler had 24 for the Celtics. The Celtics could wrap it up, however, possibly, maybe, as early as tomorrow night and punch their ticket to the final. Right. Thank you very much for that update, JD. Uh, Justin, just to make sure that I, Justin, just to make sure I have your, yes, uh, Justin, I'm wearing pants too. Okay. We didn't. Okay. That was something I didn't even think about. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, Justin, uh, I want to reiterate here. You are, you are going with the right squad to win this match, but you think that Naya and Shayna will, even though you think also that Nia and Shayna might will, will possibly retain. Now, are you you are officially going with the rights, though? Is that correct? Let me let me ask you that. Because he's saying the reason. Okay, he's going with the rights, but he's thinking that maybe, of course, Nia and Shayna Baszler may retain it because he's thinking that there's a possibility that the rights might break up again. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Okay, our next one here, the SmackDown Tag Team title match here. I'll get John's and Justin's thoughts about this. Uh, as Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura will face will face off against the Lucha House Party. And I was going to do something extra with this, but I just didn't really have time to really plan this. So all we're just going to say is, versus, of course, the Lucha House Party, it could be in the, it's, of course, you know, Kalisto, Grand Manalik, and also Vince Dorado. So it could be a combination of one of the two. 
So don't worry about guys about telling me about who you think will, what combination of the luchas that it, it, it will be. But don't worry about telling us that because I'm not going to be concerned about that this time. But just so let us know who you think will pull it off, either the team of it's Cesaro and Nakamura or the Lucha House Party. We'll just say it that way. Uh, okay, John, thank you very much. John believes it's going to be Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh, Justin, your thoughts here? SmackDown tag titles. And I think Justin may have had to. I'm not Justin standing up, dancing. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, um, but Cesaro Nakamura versus the Lucha House Party for the SmackDown tag. Okay, he's also going with them, Cesaro Nakamura as well. Okay. All right, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, next up here... Uh, now, John, you already got uh, an answer for this one, and that is the clash of uh, for the Intercontinental title, the Triple Threat ladder match here. Jeff Hardy taking on AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. Like I said, a ladder match, Triple Threat. You are, you did say Jeff Hardy in the on the page, and you are sticking with that. You are saying that too, okay? And I think Justin had to step away there, so I'll have to come back to. Oh, okay. Justin's gone. John, John, uh, Johnson. I don't know why I won't say that. Justin is. <laughs> yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Justin's going to take care of uh, some personal business, we'll say, and he'll be. We'll be. We'll get his thoughts, of course, on that on the remaining matches here momentarily. John, let me go ahead and get the rest of yours while we're waiting on Justin. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Titles. Um, as well, uh, the Street Profits defending against Andrade and Angel Garza. Who do you pick to win this? Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. 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 I see. Okay. Okay. Also, John, let's see here. The next one we'll talk about here is the Raw women's title match, which apparently they have made this a pre-show match, although it may be because of Asuka's opponent for this title is probably the reason why they did it, was because, as J.D. says, of course, why in the world would you want to give her an automatic shot and all? But, of course, J.D.'s made that clear as to possibly why she got it. Um but anyway, the Raw Women's title match here, Asuka, the tournament title against Zelina Vega. Okay, John is also going with Asuka here. Okay. And also, John, the U.S. the U.S. title match. Uh, Bobby Lashley this time defending the U.S. title against the former champion Apollo Cruz. And John is also going to go that way as well. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, Justin, uh, like I said, we've got uh, we got four matches for the at to to uh, talk about for you there. Um. The Intercontinental title match, uh, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. Who do you pick to win? Uh, 
I'll be right back. JD, thank you very much. Okay, J Justin is also going with one that seems to be a very popular pick right there. Okay, um, Justin, the uh, Raw Tag Team title match, the Street Profits versus the team of Andrade and Angel Garza. Justin is also going to go okay. All right. Uh, the Raw women's title match here, Justin Oscar defending against Zelina Vega. Okay, I think Justin's Justin is, is putting in his answer right there. So give us a couple minutes here, folks. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> I do have a big time announcement here concerning our prediction title challenge here, as far as of course as it pertains to, of course, as it pertains to, of course, all the our participants here. Um, And Justin is Justin is also going that route, route as well. Uh, Justin has also been on his way. Okay, and I think we we may have him here momentarily. Thank you, JD, for thank you, JD, for that there as well. Uh, and JD, lucky you come back on here. Justin made his pick for the Raw Women's Title, and he was saying that uh, he was saying that apparently there are some people who think that you and him. Are, preju are prejudiced towards Hispanic Americans because of the fact that, that both of y'all called Zelina Vega a Jennifer Lopez ripoff. Do you have any response to that? JD? Yeah. I was saying is that Justin just brought this to my attention that apparently there are some people, I don't know who they are, Apparently, this is according to Justin. Feel that hint that that they're saying that him and you are prejudiced towards Hispanic Americans because of the fact that both of y'all have called Zelina Vega a Jennifer Lopez ripoff. Well, she reminds you a little bit of Jennifer Lopez ripoff because she thinks she's all that and then some. I'm not prejudiced at all. I just think she thinks she's all that and then some. You know. Okay. Well, I'm just going to throw that here, here. Okay, but. Okay, if well, I, I am. I apologize, but I'm not that prejudiced, and I'll be right back. Okay, thank you very much, sir, JD, for that comment there as well. Justin, you and JD have nothing to worry about here. I mean, whatever anybody thinks, and I know you, and I know you're not either. And, and like, and 
some people have their own thoughts and opinions about it and like to let them think what they want to think. But the bottom line here is that, uh, I mean, I mean, she is kind of in a way kind of similar to Jennifer Lopez in a way, maybe kind of in her younger days, maybe. But I mean, I, I don't, I don't feel at all that that way at all. And whoever says that, obviously, of course, is a darn liar, in my personal opinion. All right, and uh, Justin, uh, the last match we'll talk about here, as we, of course we're going to have, and we have someone else on the line here right now as well. The U.S. title match, of course, uh, Bobby Lashley defending against Apollo Crews. Okay, I'm back. Okay, JD, thank, thank you very much. We're just getting Justin's here now. I think we have one more person on the line here momentarily, and uh, and and like I said, I thank you for that person's patience. Um, and we'll bring him on here, of course, here momentarily, while uh, we get Justin's last answer right here. Um, and while he does that, let's just go ahead and do that while we, of course, wait for Justin. I know Justin's getting something. Uh, Typing up something right now, ladies and gentlemen. Our our mystery, of course, person on the line here tonight, as we've mentioned here before, he is a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. Of course, he is a contributor to WCWS Raw Radio, and also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. <clears throat> and of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you think of his other nickname here, uh, like I said, just go back to that classic sixty sitcom Happy Days, and think about the central character. One of the central characters that, of course, always came around on the motorcycle wearing the white T-shirt, the leather jacket, had the slick black hair, the blue jeans, and also, of course, knows, uh, uh, always knows whenever he bumps something once or twice and all that, he always is able to turn stuff on or off, whichever one, um, whichever one, of course, uh, you wanted to do. And he was able to do it with just a simple, tiny touch. But, ladies and gentlemen, of course, this, our particular Bert, our, this man, of course, you might know who I'm referring to when this gentleman does something I do believe just like this. He went, hey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Fonzie. And uh, Fonzie, we thank you for your patience, sir. Welcome, of course, to Wolfpack 271. Good to have you with us. Justin stops here on that last match here. He is going, obviously, with Apollo Cruz to win back the U.S. title. All right, Fonzie, my man, let us go to you now, sir. Uh, just in the nick of time here, of course, here. Um, here we'll run we'll run through all the matches here again. Of course, I'm going in order according to how I have them on our page, WCWS Pay-Per-View Prediction Center. Uh, I'm sure you are aware, of course, of all nine matches and who was involved, but I will go over them, of course, just, just to, of course, like I said, just to help give it a little bit of a refresher course as they say let's go ahead and let's go ahead and take care of this right here first off uh fonzie the ambulance match for the wwe title drew mcintyre defending against randy orton uh, it's gonna be a little fishy about that match mm. 
Uh, way Keith Lee did it on Monday night was angry or something uh, on Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go with somebody's going to interfere this match. I know it is. And I'm going to say I'm going to say Randy Orton. He is 14th time. Okay. All right. All right. Next match here in the Universal Title match Roman Reigns defending against Jey Uso. Uh, um, both cousins. I'm going to say Roman Reigns. Okay, that seems to be a very popular choice here. So, okay. The SmackDown Women's Title match: Bailey defended against Nikki Cross. Uh, I hate to say this. Uh, I'm going to go with Bailey retains. Okay. All right. Next match here, the women's tag team title match. Uh, Nia and Shayna defending against Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan of the Riot Squad. Uh, Ruby Riot, the Riot Squads. You better just don't show up Sunday because it might be the shortest tag team match we ever seen. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax retain their tag team titles. Okay. All right. The SmackDown the SmackDown tag team titles, Cesaro and Nakamura defending against the Lucha House Party. Mm. And, it, and I don't have a pick as to I'm not going to make you decide which two of the house party is going to is going to take part. Just we're just going by like I said. <laughs> You think is going to, but I didn't have time to get that part set up. So. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we're gonna say we might we should they should change their name to Swiss Nakamura team. They're gonna retain it. Okay. Okay. All right. Hmm. Very, very, very good. Very nice. Very interesting point there, Fast. The Intercontinental title triple threat ladder match. Jeff Hardy defends against both AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. <laughs> well, looks like AJ Styles and, and Jeff Hardy might tag, tag team 
just for a little bit to take out Sami Zayn all together and let these two fight. And I'm going to say the winner will be Delete, Delete, Delete. Jeff Hardy is going to retain his title. Okay. All right. All right. The Raw Tag Team title title titles here. The Street Profits defending them against both against the duo of Andre and Angel Garza. Of course, they won that won that in a in a match on Raw. God. God. These two. Jeez. Well. Garza and Andrade, you should never show up in this match on Sunday. Seriously. You should just forfeit it because it's going to be a... You know what the Street Profits always said. We want the smoke. And they will smoke Garza and Andrea at the freaking building. So, yeah. History profits retain. Okay. Okay. Now, this one, they obviously, I think I know the reason why they probably made this a pre show match because of who Asuka is having to defend this belt against. Uh, and of course, we, as JD has mentioned many times, as I said before, there was a mm-hmm. reason. That we all possibly know the reason how she got this match in the first place, seeing as how she hasn't wrestled that much in quite some time. But anyway, let's get right down to it. The Raw Women's Title on the line against the team of Oscar and Zelina Vega. You give me two, four, five, four. I'm sorry about that, uh, Fonzie. Yeah. No, that's that. okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. this is Zelina Vega slash uh, Lady Gaga or um, Mariah Carey will say or Jefferson or J-Lo is is she ready for Oscar nope because Oscar is going to retain Okay, Oscar. All right. Okay. Yep. And, and the last one here that I was just bringing up here, of course, uh, right, right before you got came on, right before you came on the line, uh, the United States title match, Bobby Lashley defending against the former champion Apollo Cruz. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? This match had to they had to put on seriously. Uh, it's, it's going to be the heart business, Bobby Ashley. Not Lashley, it's Ashley. So, well, he's made, he's Ash- made himself a different one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for that, retain his United States Championship. Okay. All right. So, all right. That sounds good. Uh, Fonzie, while we have you, while we have you on the line here, uh, let me let me get let me um, 
and John's already left us here for the evening. We do thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, Fonzie, any thoughts? Now, I know you don't keep up much with AEW Dynamite, but I know you do keep up with NXT to some degree. Any any thoughts about what happened last night on the show in any of the matches or any action, anything like that that happened last night? Which one, for the AEW or NXT? I mean, unless you watch both of them, if you want to get some thoughts on both, you can. I... Not last night, because they had a they had a hockey playoffs with Tampa Bay smoked the Dallas Stars out of the freaking building. And mm-hmm. Steven Sinko's uh, returned his first playoff game since February 25th. Um, he scored a goal and assist. And he, he didn't play the rest of the game because they want to keep him you know, precautious, not get injured, because it was like a physical fight last night on Dallas versus Tampa Bay last night. But mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is up 3 1. I don't know, not 3 1. Is it JD or 2 1? What's that? The, the stars and the, the stars one, one. and the lightning. 1 1. One one. No, it was not one one. They played last night, JD. Yeah, it was one one. Yeah, it was. Not the series. Yeah, the series is one one. No, it's two one Tampa Bay. They beat the shit out of Dallas last night. I'll check. I'll check. Yeah, because Stankos came back last night. That's right. Um. Well, the NXT was pretty good, but the beginning didn't look too good because LeRae had the chief shot uh, Dakota Kai last night and she didn't make it in the match. I think it was Tegan Knox, actually. Tia Knox, whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. Tia Knox, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, this was like a, a fluke for Candice LeRae. Then, uh, then you had Thomas Chiappa. That, that didn't last too long. Uh, then you had, uh, then you had Johnny Gargano attack Tony Thomas Chiappa like a little bitch. Uh, he's like, oh, you know, Johnny Gargano's world. Yeah, okay, guys. Uh, um, I only saw up to... Oh, what did I saw? Up to the... I can't remember. I I shot it off because I was watching the hockey game last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch the rest of of it or AEW. Put it that way. Um, I, as I saw it, the beginning was a little fluky fluke. 
then the rest of the night was very close, but I heard AEW was a little bit better last night. But mm. I could be wrong, but um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's all I got to say, Chad, about that last night. So. Okay. Uh, Justin posted, posted this piece of history that happened 10 years ago today on our page, WWS Fan Empire. I was just reading this. Uh, one of the wrestling personalities that the Iceman here always loves to do an impression of sometimes, every time you say hey. this man, returned it to the WWE on this day, which I'll have to take a guess as to who. It's somebody hmm. that Jimmy does an impression of on occasion. Huh. Oh, yes. That's exactly right. Huh, the dead man. Yeah, the dead Paul, man. Paul Bear. Paul Bear returned. Oh, Paul Bear. Yeah. Ten years ago today, <laughs> he returned. Of course, in the cast, yeah. in, in the in the, um, in the red casket they brought after. I think it was after King. Uh, um, um, I think I think uh, Kane. I think was champion at the time, and um, and uh, like I said, Paul Bear came back to kind of <sighs> get get the Undertaker, of course. Uh, re-energize and all that and all for for a later encounter but uh but uh thank you justin for providing that here to us now jd i know you probably have a lot on your chest that you wish to bring out here um now like i said i, I will say this i did not watch nxt nor AEW, but i will be watching AEW later on so i will have to give you my thoughts on AEW tomorrow but from what i've heard it was a pretty good show Okay, well, I did let you know. I will let you know that I did actually read the injury report. There were three NXT superstars, um, one of which, the most severe of it, was Tegan Knox. After, of course, as Fonzie mentioned, uh, uh, Candice LeRae took her out when she was coming out for the contenders match for the women's title. Yeah, I, what I didn't get was, well, I'll tell you if I didn't get first off, like Fonzie said, I did not get why Candice LeRae Gargano, of all people, basically had to brown nose her way into that spot, however, and you could have had Rhea Ripley back in the spot or Tegan Knox, however, but instead, or even Shotzi Blackheart, but no, unfortunately, Candice will now face Io Shirai. The question is, will she be ready for the genius of the sky? We'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, right. the little pixie thinks she's going to be flying high, Howard, and standing Well, up you know what? Don't happen. be surprised, JD. Don't be surprised. You'll see a triple threat said. match. That's true. You're going to see a triple threat match, match right. because of. Yeah, because right. yeah, of Tia Knox. Was, yeah. Yeah. Then so, we got, we got I'm sorry. Chiapa beating Jake Atlas. That's okay. Uh, almost went five minutes. Tommaso Chiappa once again is trying to make his statement well known. Then, of course, Rowdy, Rowdy Strong, and Danny Burch versus Raul Mendoza and Fabian Eitner and Raul Mendoza however, in a two-on-three handicap match. I was really surprised. Uh, Raul Mendoza and Fabian Eitner. Uh, Eitner, of course, as we all know, of course, is usually with Imperium, if you will, however. Santos Escobar, a.k.a. El Legend Del Fantasma, of course, was not there at ringside, however, surprisingly. Uh, Strong and Birch pick up the win here. Then, of course, Damian Priest takes on Austin Theory. Damian Priest ends up winning. 
Surprisingly, Johnny Gargano came out, however, to get in Priest's business after the matchup, however, mind you, however, with a cheap shot. And uh, he thinks he's going to take away the North American title away from Priest. Haha, <laughs> Johnny, 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 take over wrestling, Johnny wrestling. Guess what, my friend? It's not going to be to in your hands, however, my friend, because Priest is going to... You forgot one thing, too, JD, mistake by the lake. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's from there. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, he's from there. And Johnny uh, better be prepared, however, because I think Mr. Priest is going to shoot an arrow and a bullseye and aim it right at your heart, however, because he is going to show you how much of an evil heart you have shown as of late, however, along with Kansas, your wife. Then we go to Rich Holland taking on Antonio DeLuca. Nothing real exciting here. Sort into the point. However, the Gauntlet Eliminator was surprisingly via Kushida, Roddick Strong. However, of course, next week, Beth Phoenix did announce before this that next week we're going to have Dakota Kai and Shotzi Blackheart. So that could mean one of these two will probably be involved, however, with Kansas and possibly EO. So we'll have to wait and see what happens, like Fonzie, you said, however. But then we have Kushida, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, however, if you will, however, Bronson Reed, if you will, however. Uh, surprisingly, however, uh, Velveteen Dream came up and hit Kushida with the Dream Valley Driver. It looks like those two are going to be going on at TakeOver, more than likely, unless something happens next week. However, I'm surprised the Velveteen Dream did show up here. Uh, then Cameron Grimes showed up, the Duck Dynasty uh, man who reminds me of one of the kids of the, uh, the young kids of uh, Duck Dynasty, whether it be Jace or whoever. But uh, the real surprise, and Timothy Thatcher, of course, showed up. Danny knows about Timothy Thatcher, of course, being from his neck of the woods, if you will. The surprise here is who won the match, and that was Kyle O'Reilly, however, surprisingly. But uh, this is going to be interesting to see how Kyle O'Reilly is going to handle himself uh, against Finn Balor. However, obviously, Adam Cole, of course, we all know what happened with him uh, getting his opportunity against Finn Balor a few weeks back, however, in that uh, big... um, uh, really good match, Howard. Now, of course, like I said, you have Cameron Grimes and the Duck Dynasty boy, Bronson Reed, who I think is getting better and better. Howard, some people may not give him the credit he deserves, but I'll tell you what, after watching him uh, at the last uh, show, however, which was right before Summer Slam or Summer Scam, as some people call it, like me, and then, of course, Danny knows Timothy Thatcher. I was surprised Timothy Thatcher did not pick up the win here, however. Uh, Kushida, as we said, of course, has got his own agenda to deal with now. How, of course, Velveteen Dream did come out and hit Kushida with the Dream Valley Driver, which some people call usually, I think, the Death Valley Driver, if I'm not mistaken, but I think Dream calls it the Dream Valley Driver. But I think we're going to see Kushida and the Dream probably be added to TakeOver. I would not be surprised within the next week or so. We'll have to wait and see where they go with this, but I would not be surprised if they add this match onto the card next Sunday possibly a takeover. They have not had a name for it yet. But the real surprise here, obviously, was Kyle O'Reilly, however, eliminating Reed, however. And, of course, he also eliminated, however, Cameron Grimes, however, if you will, when Grimes tried to hit O'Reilly with his so-called cave-in finish at one point. But the real surprise here, however, is that O'Reilly, strong, however, and Cole came out to support their undisputed Arab member, brother, if you will. And then, of course, Finn Balor came out, however, to confront him. And the question is, how is this match going to go between Finn and Kyle O'Reilly coming up a week from Sunday? All I can say is it's going to be very, very, very interesting, if you will, however, when these two get it on. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes 10 or 15 minutes. 
If it goes 20, if it hits 20, however, I will be surprised. I don't see it coming to 20. I mean, I could see it go 10 or 15 minutes with these two guys, but again, they could push it to 20 if Finn gets a good match out of him. We'll have to wait and see what happens, but uh, this is Kyle's first big opportunity at the brass ring, no pun intended, the NXT title. Finn, of course, has been champion once before. We all know that whole story spiel, if you will. And in fact, however, uh, going into tonight, however, uh, I think this with, uh, let's see here, hold on a second. I want to take a look at uh, Finn's uh, reign here. So far, Finn has held the belt for only three weeks so far, uh, surprisingly, however. So uh, he's got some uh, ground to make up in his second reign, but uh, we'll see what happens, however. I mean, we saw what happened about three weeks ago in that 60 minute fatal four away, however. Now, however, he's going to have an interesting challenge ahead of him in the form of Mr. Uh, O'Reilly, if you will. Now, shifting focus from there to NXT in Jacksonville, let's talk about what happened there. Of course, we saw, and again, I did not see the show here, but I did hear the highlights. Of course, Miro kept Sabian with Penelope Ford. The Maurice uh, Mizan, if you will, however of AEW, taking on the party boy, Joey Janela, and RuPaul impersonator, as some people call him, but he is not. I think he's very talented, and a lot many people do not give him the credit he deserves, because I think him and his partner, no pun intended, have been a very underrated team. And getting, uh, not many people are appreciating them, however, and not giving them the credit they deserve. But I'll tell you, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss tried to put up a good fight against Miro, Rusev, and Kip Sabian, of course, with his boo, fiance, whatever you want to call her, Penelope Ford. Uh, Miro and Sabian ended up, uh, mind you, however, believe it or not, picked up the win here, surprisingly, however. Uh, at one point, however, uh, Miro, of course, uh, then applied a camel clutch and got the submission victory. Surprisingly, however, JR called it the accolade, I heard, however, and that was surprising that they would allow that to come out on AEW television like that, but go figure. Up next, of course, then Eddie Kingston came out of the ring past Miro and Sabian, and uh, he talked about uh, what would be happening later on in the evening and lay out a challenge to the AEW World's Champion, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, a.k.a. Jonathan Good, Mr. Renee Young, if you will, however, if you will. Next, of course, we had Evil Uno take on Hangman Page, however, mind you, of course, Hangman Page picked up the win, however. Then, of course, we went to a segment backstage involving the Bucks and Tony Schiavone, and once again, the Bucks showed how much of an arrogant bunch of pricks they've been as of late, however, after taking out Alex Marvez and the referee, however, and docking $5,000. This week, however, they decided to take Tony's phone and smash it against the wall. Afterwards, however, one of the Bucks then threw some money at Tony and tell him to get an upgrade before leaving, however. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know what the hell is up the Bucks' ass as of late, Howard. It seems like right now, ever since freaking all out, Howard, they've been bitter, they've been jealous, they've been petty, they've been whiny, if you will, Howard. And uh, it's bullshit if you ask me. And here's the thing, guys, as far as Matt and Nick Jackson go, Howard. Why don't you just quit belly aching and learn how to accept it, okay? Quit acting like a bunch of whiny little bitches, Howard, and crying over spilt milk. Seriously. Anyway, Hangman Page, of course, defeated Evil Uno uh, as a result of that match, mind you. Then, of course, we went to the exalted one, Mr. Brody Lee, however, if you will. Luke Harper taking on freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Uh, Brody, of course, picked up the win, defeating Orange Cassidy here. 
But then we had a surprise. Oh, did we ever have a surprise. And yes, folks, the American Nightmare is back. And more, let's just say, mysterious and more uh, sinister than evil ever. Let's just say a new day is dawn, however, in AEW, however, as they would say, however. And yes, the new look attitude of the American Nightmare is back. Yes, Michelle's man herself the American man himself, Cody Rhodes, is back, folks. And boy, oh boy, you talk about a very different look about him. He changed his hairstyle, and uh, he changed a little bit of his look somewhat, too. A little bit of his look, but he changed his hair more than anything. But uh, uh, Brody Lee got up in his face, however, and uh, let's just say, I don't think we have seen the last of these two confronting one another. We saw what happened the last time they fought one another, and we all know what happened that last time. But then Brody Lee, of course, however... Challenged him to a dog collar match. The question is, when are we going to see that dog collar match? Are we going to see it, however, at Fighter Fest coming up in a few months? Are we going to see it maybe in a few weeks, however, or possibly on the season premiere, second season premiere of AEW, which is set to be uh, within about three and a half, three weeks from now? We don't really know, but all I know is how it's going to be very interesting because I'll tell you right now, however, if Brody Lee thinks, however, He's going to walk out of this matchup this time with Cody Howard. Once again, Howard, as the TNT champion, he better think twice because this time, Howard, I think Cody will be ready for him. And believe me, Brody may have gone the upper hand with his boys, Howard, the first time of Evil Card playing Uno, Stu, don't call me Dick Bird, Ward Grayson, Allen Five Angels, Long John Silver, Anna Jay, however, and the rest of the Evil Gimp Dark Order of Pulp Fiction, including Colt Boom Boom Cabana, who we did not see on this show. If they all think they're going to have the last laugh on the American Nightmare family of Dustin Rhodes, Brandy, Cody, and QT Marshall and Alley, ha, guess again, boys. This time, it's more than a match. It's personal, and it's all-out hellish war, to say the least. Then we see Matt Hardy and Private Party come out, however, and then, of course, mind you, however, we uh, see, uh, let's just say, uh, like I said, however, like I said, however, Jericho show up, however, and said that uh, apparently Sam Guevara wasn't there once again, however. As a result, however, basically, however, next week, however, uh, like I said, Cassie no expected you know, said uh, issued a challenge for Jericho again next week. He said no one expects him to win, but what if a 23-year-old from Brooklyn beats Chris Jericho? In fact, however, he told Jericho he would make him his champion bitch, however. The question is, will Jericho, however, lose for the third time, however, to Orange Cassidy? He already lost him at All Out. He lost him once before. And the question is, can Jericho even the score at two all, however, and tie it up, however? Or is Orange Cassidy going to take a commanding 3-1 lead on Jericho? It's going to be interesting to say the least, but all I know is how that Orange Cassidy, and let's say the best friends, have been in the head of Mr. Jericho in the inner circle. As and speaking of the inner circle, what a match we saw last Wednesday night in that street fight. Unbelievable. One of the best matches I'd seen all year, hands down. And then comes out my boys, FTR and Coach Tully Blanchard, before the best friends show up. All in all, pretty interesting to say the least, Howard. And the question is, how are, are we going to see a match with these two teams next week? More than likely we are. And that's going to be pretty damn good. Then we go to Thunder Rosa. And the Japanese fighting warrior herself, Hakura Shida versus Ivalice and Diamante. 
if you will. Uh, Thunder Rosa paying tribute to Road War Animal. Very, very classy. Very, very cool to say. Listen, I'm going to say something about Road War Animal before we go off the air tonight, Howard. So you guys want to stay tuned as far as that goes. Uh, Thunder and Sheeta won the match, however. Very good match. I was really surprised that uh, Thunder did not, Rosa did not attack Sheeta after the match, setting up a return match between the two. But uh, for what they did in the tag team match, at least on this night, however, it was halfway decent, if you ask me. And then we go to John Moxley versus, of course, Eddie Kingston for the AEW Championship. Originally, this was supposed to be a six-person tag, but because Lance Archer apparently got COVID, however, that got changed at the last minute. So apparently, John Moxley, however, if you will, however, ended up taking on Eddie Kingston, if you will, however. Now, uh, I did see something about next week, however, if you will. However. Oh, yes. We will have Jericho versus Cassidy, however. And also, ladies and gentlemen, appearance by Moxley coming up next week as well. And also, Ricky Starks, ladies and gentlemen, of Team Taz, taking on the skateboarding man himself. The very uh, mysterious, the very unique and charismatic, however, dangerous Darby Allen. You know, some people may call him a freak. Some may call him a total whack job. I call him dangerous and destructive, if you ask me, because this guy is pretty damn good, if you ask me. Anyway, Moxley ends up beating Kingston, and then Penta and Fenex come down, put a beating on Moxley before Will Hobbs and Darby come down to make the save. Unfortunately, Ricky Starks ends up tilling the odds in favor of his team. Starks lands a spear and his whatever it's called on Allen. Eddie Kingston then talks trash and lands more punches on Moxley, and at the end of the night, the Lucha Bros and Kingston stand tall to close the show. Yeah, all told, not a bad night of AEW once again. Pretty solid, if you ask me. And it showed in the viewership as well, because in case no one heard, however, it was a pretty good night however, all around, however, if you ask me, with the viewership. Here's how it did, however. Dynamite did, however, believe it or not, 835,000 viewers, however, and a point three uh, two in the cable ratings. NXT, of course, did six hundred and ninety six thousand. So once again, AEW cleaned up. However, on both nights this week, not only on last night's show, but also on Tuesday night, where they did a pretty damn good show, if you ask me as well. However, mind you, however, as far as what happened on uh, what was it? Uh, I can't remember what night it was. I think it was yeah, it was Tuesday night, if I remember correctly. And, yeah, all told, however, they did, uh, like I said, pretty damn good. I think they did, uh, I read somewhere, where the hell was it? Uh, I think they did, I just saw it, too. Crap, what was it? Uh, I think they did 500, I'm trying, yeah, there we go. Dynamite preview, okay, here it is, Dynamite viewership, my mistake. You did 585,000 views on late Tuesday night television. That's pretty damn good. I don't care what you say. However, I mean, it depends on what time and what where you were watching this show. But to do a late night show, however, after the NBA playoffs are and score that number, however, I mean, kudos to Tony Khan and Cody. Well done, boys. I'm not just saying that either. I mean, that's pretty damn good, if you ask me. And that's impressive, to say the least. So there you go. Oh, and we are going to talk about another thing very quickly. I just heard about this moments ago. Apparently... The Mountain West now is going to be playing an eight-game football season. However, 
starting however, in late October. They announced it just a few minutes ago, however. So apparently they are going to go back to work, however, mind you. Just like apparently, however, mind you. Though, they said how, I guess they said how the Mid-American Conference will, will have a President's meeting, however, on Friday where a vote on a season is expected, however, mind you. The MAC, which on August 8th became the first league to postpone the fall football season, is concerned a six-game season, but the Pac-12 earlier today said they will do a seven-game schedule beginning in November, believe it or not, November 6th, and they'll end their season with the championship game the week before Christmas. So apparently two more conferences now have jumped into the fray, if you will. Now I did hear apparently Rusev was injured last night. I also heard Rusev apparently was injured. I'm not sure how. But there was reports saying he was injured um, last JD, night. I have that. I have that. I read that earlier. Let me let me pull that up for you. I can actually give you the specifics about that. Okay. You give me a moment here. I, I I actually did. I actually did. I did actually read that here. Uh, for uh, um. So give me just a second here. Uh, let me see. Uh. Uh, yes. Um, this is a short story here. I'll make it brief here. Jeremy Thomas brought here to us for 11 Mania. Miro's in-ring AEW debut on this week's time. I didn't go off entirely without a hitch as he reportedly suffered a minor injury during the match. As previously reported, Miro teamed up with Kip Sabian in a winning effort against Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela, making Kiss tap out. During the match, he looked to be selling a leg injury after he got sent down to the floor, and according to Wrestling Observer Live, he tweaked his ankle during the spot. Mero was said to be feeling better after the match and is currently right now listed as fine. He is not expected to miss any ring time. Mero has has yet to discuss act this actually has yet to discuss this injury at this point. So there you go. Okay, so it's a minor thing for right now, is what they're saying, but they're keeping an eye on it. Okay. Yeah, that's why Miro probably oh, hadn't said anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, JD, I did actually the note here as well that you did actually do your predictions on the pay per view prediction center page. Uh, just to, uh, if you, if there's, if so, I will, I will pose this question here to you before you do, before I do. So, let me go ahead and mention one quick thing, Justin. I meant to mention this to John, but I did not do this. Even though you did give your predictions on the show tonight, please also post them on the Prediction Center page as well, so that way we can have a record of that as well. And I will, and we'll tell John to do the same thing because he actually did it on three of the matches that we had posted there. Even though he gave the rest of them on here, so but I would like to have him all on that. Okay. Anyway, one thing I wanted to point out about the Prediction Title Challenge that between our folks here on the show here. And of course, who also has also done voting on the prediction center page, and and also folks who have also done that as well. Believe it or not, here we actually have a new record for the number of people that has actually taken that has actually uh, taken taken part in this. Fourteen people have stepped up to the plate here in our prediction title challenge for this Sunday's Clash of Champions. And, of course, in addition to J.D., John, and Fonzie, of course, the Kenya Club's Mitt Patel, also Justin Lewis Fleming, 
the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, Anto Antonio Gutierrez, Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler, uh, the loose cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas, also several members of John's groups here, including uh, Jordan Stoklas and uh, Justin Carter, also Helena Forum member uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, also uh, uh, another member of John's group, Aliyah Peters, and also another friend of mine from down here in North Carolina, of course, Samuel McAllister is also taking part in this as well. And of course, like I have, I have also mentioned here too that we need, we're just still finishing on getting the remaining uh, predictions from, of course, several of those folks I just named. So as soon, and so as soon as you see those, let's hopefully, like I said, we can get those updates. We can have, of course, the full card here. So we will definitely be giving out 14 championship belts, unless, of course, if we hear anything from anybody else. I mean, because I mean, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, or Danny from Oak Park has not yet. Jumped up to the plate here and said that they're going to take hopefully part we'll in this. Hopefully, from one of them or both of them tomorrow night. Yeah, well, hopefully one of them because I think you have a match. Still have a match scheduled with one of them. Yeah, and so I think we uh, also talked about birthdays. I think Sonya Deville's birthdays today. Uh, and um, I did not, I did not mention that, but yeah, I did actually see that earlier today. But we also did mention that today is also the forty-fourth birthday. Of Stephanie McMahon. Apparently, her father actually tweeted her uh, birthday wishes. Uh, so, her, what did you, she didn't call her? What Jericho called her actually. Uh, to, yeah, today is uh, Shane Thorne's birthday. Today, uh, Saturday is Oscar's birthday, along with Murphy. Believe it or not, yesterday, two days ago, was uh, Ricky Morton's birthday, if you will. And in the sports world, I did just have this a second ago. Today, it is the birthday of Mean Joe Green, the ex-Pittsburgh Steeler, who, of course, uh, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, turned 74 today. Eddie George, the former Ohio State superstar, turns 47. Raphael Palmero, of course, from the Baltimore Orioles and the Chicago Cubs, turns 56 today. So, happy birthday to all of them, however, today. We'll talk more about those guys tomorrow. And then yesterday, title like this one. Yesterday was the birthday of former North Carolina superstar Eric Montross, turning 49. So you're not so happy. Birthday. Those guys. Tomorrow, the birthdays of uh, of Scotty Pippen, Yubi Brown, and the late, great Phil Rizzuto, who I'm sure I'll mention the Shaq of the former New York Yankee great on the Sports Machine Show. And by the way, tomorrow, folks, check out the Sports Machine Show with myself, Justin Fonzie. And, of course, the King Clubsman Patel, 4 p.m., 944-1585-pound. Tomorrow afternoon, we will have a great show. We will talk about the Clash of the Champions. We're going to talk about college football for this coming weekend, the NFL. Break it down for you, of course. And who knows, we will also be talking some baseball and basketball with the postseason just around the corner in baseball. But the NBA players will be discussed and a preview of NHL game number three between Tampa Bay and Dallas. Oh, that'll be very good indeed. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you very much, sir. Of course, JD. Yes, definitely check out Sports Machine tomorrow afternoon, of course. And also speaking of tomorrow, I will go ahead and point out because of the situation that we did have with last night's episode of Revolution, tomorrow has officially become what should have been on Wednesday, and that was episode 890. So we'll be a little bit behind in that. Uh, unfortunately, and I, of course, like I said, we had a technical glitch last night, 
as far as revolution goes, and we actually haven't been able to, of course, determine how, how or why it happened. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, I apologize in advance to, of course, everyone, of course, especially everyone here who was looking forward to doing some major league talking about, of course, about wrestling and everything like that. But obviously, of course, I don't know if talks you have some something going on at that point in time. I'm not sure what happened. So we, I, I, I think every, I think everyone here, and our lawyers, therefore, being very, very patient here with us, and and also being very, very, uh, uh, thank you for the for the thoughts there about that there as well. But 890 will will actually. Be, will be a, tomorrow will be the new episode 890 of Revolution. That way we won't get behind in any of the numbers. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. One three eight zero five five pound news and views, history and birthday, SmackDown results. Also more predictions, of course. If we get any more in, we'll continue that. And also hopefully, like I said, the match, of course, between JD and Michelle, hopefully will take place for the FMW US Hardcore Title. We will, of course, let you know here about that. Uh, JD, let's run down your picks here right fast. Uh, if you don't mind, let me just read what you... I'll hold off till tomorrow. I'll hold off till tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just hold off then. Okay. Well, like I said, I was... Okay. All right. Well, like I said, ladies, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we do still await, and, of course... Completion from three, of course, of uh, the, the three folks that, I, of course, I did mention here momentarily. Justin Carter, Kevin O'Sullivan, and Samuel McAllister were, were waiting, of course, like I said, for them to, of course, complete their, uh, the, uh, of course, their, their, their picks for Clash of Champions on the prediction pay-per-view prediction center page. Uh, so hopefully we'll get those in there between now and Sunday. So that way it will be official here. But, of course, as we always do here, of course, here in WCWS, here, of course, since we have instituted this page, that everyone who does participate does still receive a title belt. Of course, the one with the most points will receive, of course, what will be considered a major title belt here in this. And, of course, I am, I am still shifting through the belts that we have. Plus, uh, of course, we're still coming up with some new ones here as well to see, you know, like I said, what, what will be, of course, the big-time uh, championship belt for this Sunday's uh, pay-per-view prediction title challenge. Uh, but like I said, 14 folks here are taking part here. Absolutely tremendous. I did also happen to notice, ladies and gentlemen, that the Lewis Cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas actually moved. And I did not know this until a little bit, a little until earlier this afternoon, that he had moved wrestling debate from last night to tonight. So I had no idea that he actually moved and he that. He told me that, that I asked, talked to him earlier and he said the show came off very, very well from what I heard. Okay, so maybe, ladies and gentlemen, there may be the possibility he may be, if he, if, uh, maybe it might be the best time he might be able to do it. So we'll have to talk with Shaq to see if maybe we have to move wrestling debate over to another night. If that's the case, then maybe then Wednesday may end up becoming, like I said, a two night show instead of a three night show. So, but we'll figure out something here, ladies and gentlemen. We always do here, of course, here in the radio network. And thank you, JD, for that update as well. But definitely go back and listen to a lot of our episodes here, folks, because like I said, we've always put in a lot of big-time talk here. JD, of course, obviously, who has done a lot of our shows here, of course, here, here, <clears throat> including, of course, like I said, WWS Raw Radio. Um, of course, even did Wrestling Revisited and Wrestling Debate until he's, I think he's still right now 
just still kind of taking it easy for right now. And then maybe, hopefully, we can get some more shows revamped and get them back on the air here very, very soon. Uh, so hopefully, like I said, we'll get that underway here, folks. And hopefully, we'll let you know about when we get some of these, uh, some of our older shows back up and going. And, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, also, Justin did mention one other thing here. Um, and uh, this is something that this is that Justin is aimed towards me and you, JD, on this date here in the year 2000, uh, USA aired its final episode of Sunday Night Heat before it moved to MTV. Hmm. Okay. And also, as you mentioned, it, JD, yes, it is also the day the 27th birthday of Sonya Deville. Of course, like I said, as you know, there's no rep- as I reported, of course, I think last week. There is no set time for her to return. Of course, I think because she is still obviously dealing with the situation involving her, uh, involving the incident involving her and Mandy Rose a lot not too long ago. I think the 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 home invasion thing. I think it's what it was. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, but um, but hopefully, like I said, uh, we'll we'll get to hear we'll get to hear. Uh, We'll, we'll get to hear from her again here very, very soon. Uh, oh, um, JD, let me let me ask a personal thought here. Uh, just, just a personal thought about something that is apparently is uh, that that apparently that, that has been talked about that's going to happen tomorrow night on SmackDown. I like to get just an observation, if you will. Even though you're not looking at it, I mean, just just as a thought and an observation, because it has been mentioned earlier this week about the situation involving the money in the bank contract. What 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 is in your observation? What is this whole thing? What is this whole thing? How is this whole thing going to end up? And and you know what 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 is what is the what, what how do you how do you think this thing is going to really 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 end up? In your personal opinion. I mean, this whole situation. Well, I think, personally, I think it's ridiculous because I think The Miz is nothing more than a whiny, jealous, pompous bitch because he can't hack it and he didn't realize how he didn't compete in the Money in the Bank match. And now he thinks how, with Mandy going over to Raw, however, basically, however, that'll leave uh, Otis and Tucker, however, with no chance, however, to uh, go up against them. Well, last I remember seeing how I think Otis and Tucker had the Miz and Morrison's number, however. And besides, Miz and Morrison have done nothing. Maybe you guys will agree or disagree with me, however, some of you will, some of you won't, of what's happened since they came back. So if he thinks, however, he's going to get that briefcase off of Otis, however, good luck. Because I'll tell you right now, however, Miz, you're just like MJF. You're butthurt, you're sore, and you're a whiny, petty, narcissistic, non-caring SOB. That's what you are. I mean, you heard something that Miz said that last Friday, apparently. He had said that it was not any sort of any sort of malice towards towards uh, towards anyone here. He was simply trying to help Otis focus on Possibly who he might want to challenge for the, for you know, you know, use his contract for or whatever. Do you believe that? 
Well, he thinks, however, he deserves it. In, in a nutshell, yeah. he still thinks he deserves the briefcase and that he should have been the one holding the briefcase. Well, guess what? First off, you weren't in the match, number one. Number two, if you were going to be in the match, if you, like I said, if you uh, wanted to be in a match, however, all you had to do was just basically ask for an opportunity, however, qualify for an opportunity. But did you qualify for an opportunity? Did you even ask to be put in the match? If I remember correctly, I think no answers apply to both, however. So, yeah, all you're doing is acting like a whiny, selfish, narcissistic, moronic, stupid, idiotic, petty SOB. Like I said, you're acting like a like you're acting like a fool. Is what you're doing, acting like and, a stupid fool. Mm-hmm. And let me also ask something that I brought up last week. I wanted to get another another quick take, if I could. This whole situation, you know, obviously, like I said, right now you got you got John Morrison backing up the Miz, of course, because of what Miz is trying to do, as we just mentioned here about trying to do something about get the money in the bank contract off of Otis and all that good stuff and all that. Doesn't this in a way kind of is kind of similar to a, to a storyline that storyline that just had before it took a big time, big time turn. And I'm sure you probably know which one I'm talking about, about um, does, it, does it kind of remind you of the situation that ha- that has been happening over the last month or two involving of course or do you think it will come out in the same manner as the situation that has come up with Bailey and Sasha do you think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna come out that Otis is still gonna have the briefcase when it's all said and done I don't I mean eventually it might backfire on him maybe with the briefcase however with something maybe he'll maybe he'll try to cash in and it'll blow up in his face down the road at some point but if Miz and Morrison really want to try this, however, and see if they think they can have a chance going after him, like I said, I've said I've said it a couple times already. I want to keep on saying, good luck, because you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're just petty. You're just narcissistic. You're full of yourself. And basically, however, you should just quit whining, belly aching about it. However, if you want to blame someone, blame yourselves. And while you're at it, however. If you want to blame someone else, however, for not giving you the right uh, amount of uh, time or really getting behind you guys as of late, let's talk about a couple other people who are to blame. Not only just Vince, and I'm sure some people will say it's Vince's fault. Yeah, it kind of is, but it's also two other people's fault. That bucktooth little beaver snot, however, Kevin, dickbag, douchebag, done. And, of course, the brother Lev man himself, Bruce, boring, scumbag, shit-ass, uh, subpar Pritchard because both of them are terrible at their job. I mean, hell, we could write better shit than they've been writing in the last several years, in the last few years. I mean, every week you see the rains tank. They drop like crazy. I mean, as I mentioned before, and I mentioned it, I think it was on Tuesday night or the night, uh, yeah, I think it was Tuesday. You look at this past Monday's rains, okay? 1.23, just shy of 1.25, however. The last two weeks before that, 125 and the same number. August's ratings averaged out rating tower to 133. Between 13 and almost 13, 
five power, but or half, whatever you want to call it. July, they were 120. In the last few months, they've come almost to 1-3. That tells you how bad the booking is. And every week, the viewership continues to drop more and more, on not on just Monday, but on Friday night as well. And now they're saying, and we talked about this on Tuesday as well, oh, we have Thunderdome until the end of October. First off, what are you going to play Survivor Series in right before Thanksgiving? What are you going to do before Christmas with TLC? Hell, what are you going to do in January with the new year, with what's happening, how, with the Royal Rumble? Are you going to try to renew your lease before the end of October? I mean, right now you are literally, I mean, today's what, the 25th, what, I can't remember what today's date is. Well, today's 24th, be 25th okay. here in a few minutes. Okay, yeah, in about 20 minutes, yeah, okay. So, let's see here, uh, you got six, you got five weeks to go with the Thunderdome concept in the Amway Center. So you better not wait until the last damn minute to renew your lease with Thunderdome. You have still less than five weeks to get your shit together, no pun intended, not only with Hell in a Cell, but with what you're going to do between now, between, like I said, the latter part of and really the next three months are going to be decided of what you're doing. Whether you're going to stay in the Thunderdome or you're going to go back to the PC. If you go back to the PC for Survivor Series, TLC, and the Rumble, you might as well just piss all over WrestleMania again like you did this past year and basically have it at the Performance Center. If you want to try to have some crowds and people, however, in, in cities, however, that will try to open up their doors maybe for certain people to come in, however, and maybe uh, allow people to watch the show, good luck. But like I said, the thing is, WWE is not with the times anymore. You look at AEW. They're getting people, but they're also doing it in a safe way. WWE thinks, oh, just because we have Thunderdome, we have people uh, with the big screens and all that, however, we can't allow people in. We're not going to allow people in right now. Well, guess what? Like I said, you are as of, like I said, hold on, I'll tell you in a second here. One, two, three, four. I'm just kidding. Just give me a minute here. One, three, four, five, six. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. You are 30, as of, as of, uh, after, after, yeah, as of tomorrow, you are 36 days away. Yeah, about five weeks away from ending your uh, short stay at Thunderdome. So unless you sign an agreement before October 30th hour, and Hell in a Cell is set for the Sunday before that, in the day, six days before Halloween, however, and five, yeah, literally five days after that is when you're least expressed at Thunderdome. Unless you sign an agreement before October 30th, like I said again, we're going to have Survivor Series come Thanksgiving week, pre-Thanksgiving week. We're going to have TLC right before Christmas. Hell, we're going to have the Rumble in mid to late January of 2021. Unless you have people... Using the proper safe uh, protocol, however, I mean, you're going to be stuck. So, unless you have a big plan to have any of these shows at the Amway Center, however, the only other thing is, however, you could be looking at maybe going back to the PC again for those shows, possibly. And if you do, however, I guarantee you that a lot of subscribers will cancel their network within within a short amount of time. WWE will lose a lot more than they've they've already lost already. Because people will be saying, well, what the hell is this? We don't, didn't want to see this again, and now we're seeing it all over again. 
Gee, who's to blame on that one? Vince? Bruce? Dunn? Yeah, I can say that to all three. So, you better have a plan, Vince. And all, like I said, I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow night, obviously, with my thoughts about, uh, like I said, with uh, the Clash of the Champions, or as some people call it, Trash of Champions. And real quick, we just got an update on the uh, Laker game. It is now final. Anthony Davis, 34. LeBron, 26. Uh, let's see. Denver had um, Murray with 32. Jokic with 16. But in the end, the Lakers are up three games to one as they pulled off 114-108. They're now up 3-1 in the Western Conference Final. And in football, the Miami Dolphins end up winning 31-13. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a big night, 18-20 between a buck 56 and a buck, or a buck 60, depending on what stats you read. Gordon Minshew, 30-42, 246 or 275 hour, but he did suffer four sacks. So the Dolphins win their first game of the season are now 1-2. and two. The Jaguars dropped to 1-2 and two on the season. So there we go. Okay. And uh, uh, next Thursday, real quick, hold on, sorry, real quick. Next week, we got uh, a very lackluster Thursday night game next week. It will be the Denver Broncos taking on the Jets. Uh, but, of course, next week also we have some big games, including Arizona-Carolina. Uh, Atlanta, of course, will be playing at Green Bay next Monday night. My boys will be playing at Tennessee. And uh, Justin's boys, however, Baltimore will be playing Washington. So, John, I know you're going to be interested in that. I'm pulling for your boys next week. Uh, let's see here. Indianapolis will be at Chicago next week, yes. They will be playing with them in Chicago next week. But this week, however, we got some big games, including Carolina at Los Angeles this week, however. That's going to be interesting. Indianapolis, of course, will be hosting the Jets. Uh, my boys, of course, will be hosting Houston. Big, tough game there. And, of course, Justin's boys. Uh, see, uh, we already talked about Justin's boys. John, your boys will be traveling to Cleveland. Of course, the big games of the week, obviously, are Dallas and Seattle. Green Bay, New Orleans, and of course the big one Monday night, which we will talk about, of course, improving the NFL season tomorrow on Sports Machine, of course, is the big one. Pat Mahomes in Kansas City versus Baltimore and Lamar Jackson this Monday night. That'll be one hell of a game. You can bet on it. Also, I was I was just out things that you told me about the air mention about the game between Carolina and Los Angeles tomorrow. I mean I mean Sunday. I was kind of thinking about doing this tomorrow night. For those who are interested in, in taking part, I would like to do, and if you don't mind making any a special note about this, J.D., I would like to do like what you do on Raw Radio on Mondays. I would like to do a prediction. I would like to do a special prediction for that game tomorrow on Revolution. I'd like for you to, okay. to make a note of that. Here. I'll mind you. I'll mind you. No problem. And Justin did mention one thing right here. Uh, let me get your take here on this. He says he was watching – uh, JD from NY, because we got JD from PA, but that's a lot better than JD from NY. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. No, he uh, he uh, had a lot to say about the NXT thing today, and I'll tell you what, uh, he definitely had a lot to say about that. Right, and he also says he 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 agrees with what he said about the hurt business. He said it made no sense for WWE to make the hurt business baby faces and go after retribution after what they did to Apollo Crews and Ricochet, like their saint. I guess he's talking about like Pope John Pauls or something in the WWE. Uh, any 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 thoughts about that part of it? Right there. 
with what Justin said there, J.D.? Well, I mean, J.D. from NY had a lot to say. What did he say again? Sorry about that. He said something about he agrees with what J.D. from NY said about the herd business, that, that, that it made no sense for WWE to make them baby faces to go after retribution after what they did to Apollo Crews. Yeah, it, it doesn't, because you have them as heels one minute, and then you have them as face next. They're like tweening with them. I, I just do not get it. I do not get it at all. Well, believe it or not, they still haven't come up with any names for the female members of, of Retribution, but they actually dismissed one that I actually read in the news earlier. They were going to use, for one of them, they were going to use the name Shatter. Shatter. S-H-A-T. Yeah. yeah, but they actually quickly dismissed it, according to Russell Votes. They actually kind of dismissed that. So... Um, um, so, so tomorrow night on Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do like what JD does on Raw Radio, which is an excellent thing that he does, of course, with the Monday Night Football thing. But instead, we're going to do a special thing here, since of course this is a game. Uh, seeing, of course, now since since uh, uh, the game the the game in, of course, in uh, Los Angeles, of course, of course, they're getting the team formerly in San Diego, of course, the Chargers, uh, as Carolina will travel there to meet meet up with the Chargers. Uh, um, which I assume that's that's they're still called the Chargers. They haven't changed that that, that name of that team. Um, they just changed the city, of course. Uh, but I would like to do because of this incessance as involves my team. I would like to, to do a special uh, prediction as to who they think will pull off the win in this. So uh, we'll do that tomorrow night, of course, here on uh, on Revolution. Right fast before we go, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and give a quick update here from our automated weather center. I'm going to not waste any time and go right to the Echo Dot and go to do this right fast. Uh, so, J.D. and Justin, stick around for just a moment so you can hear this and verify it for me, please. Uh, first off, Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Trinity, North Carolina. In Trinity, for the next seven days, expect showers on Friday with clouds Saturday through Tuesday. On Wednesday and Thursday, it should be sunny. Daytime highs will range between 69 and 79 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Sunday. I agree with that. Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for the next seven days, Friday through Monday should be cloudy, with showers on Tuesday. On Wednesday and Thursday, it should be cloudy again. Daytime highs will range between 61 and 83 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Sunday. J.D., do you agree with that? Yeah, I'm looking at 79 tomorrow and then 78 and 83 and 81, but then starting next uh, Wednesday through Friday, it's going to be in the mid-60s, however, believe it or not, in low 60s. So, starting on Wednesday, it cools down, but yeah, uh, hopefully it's still rain Friday. I'm supposed to play golf next Friday again, but... Tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday looks pretty darn good, like 78 to 83, 82. So it looks pretty good here, uh, especially with the last week of September just around the corner in October, beginning a week from Friday. In fact, uh, tomorrow's what episode are we on tomorrow? Just to, yeah. Well, like I say, it was supposed to have been the number we were supposed to use for last night. It's supposed to be 890. Okay, so we'll, in the next week, we can have, we'll be on 900. I'll be right back with my final thoughts in a minute. Okay, all right. And let's while we're waiting on that, let's go ahead and get this for Justin's neck of the woods. Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Indianapolis, Indiana. In Indianapolis, Indiana, for the next seven days, Friday through Sunday should be cloudy, with showers on Monday. Tuesday through Thursday should be cloudy again. 
Daytime highs will range between 63 and 83 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Saturday. Justin, do you agree with that forecast? Thank you. Thank you very much there, uh, Justin. Uh, while we wait for J.D. to return, let me go ahead and point out one more time what will be taking place tomorrow. Uh, as, as J.D. did point out, of course, don't forget tomorrow afternoon, I believe around 4 o'clock, I think is the time, I'm not sure, will be, of course, I believe episode number 8 of WWS Sports Machine, of course, joining the loose cannon to kill Cole Cephas, the Iceman, Jared Geronimo, <clears throat> also uh, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, and, of course, in a plethora of guests. They talk about, of course, all, the, all of course, the sports of the day and, of course, all the sports stories that have been making the rounds here, of course, here in recent memory. Be sure to join them on that. Uh, nine, I believe that what we said, 944-1585-POUND. Uh, be sure to listen in on that tomorrow afternoon. I believe, I do believe the time is around 4 o'clock on that. <clears throat> and also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, episode 8, is, like I said, well, it was originally supposed to be 891, but due to, of course, the uh, glitch that we had last night on Revolution, it will be this tomorrow's episode will be episode 890, um, 138055 pound. Of course, our news and views, history and birthdays, of course, and we will, of course, continue if necessary with our predictions for Clash of Champions. Also, we'll give you our thoughts and opinions about, of course, what took place or what, what of, of, of course, of, of tomorrow night's episode of SmackDown right before Clash of Champions. And hopefully, like I said, we are scheduled once again, ladies and gentlemen. And, and of course, uh, we know that uh, we understand, of course, obviously, that the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds has been, of course, has been occupied and busy with a lot of things here, of course, in recent memory. We're hoping, though, she will be able to make it on here. Of course, that way we can, of course, go ahead and settle the thing between herself and JD from what happened at AEW's All Out by, of course, having the a match that we had, that I've actually already pre, 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 pre prepared for for uh, for her and JD, of course, and that is of course JD defending the FMW US Hardcore Championship against against the Black Widow tomorrow night. We're hoping, to, of course, to have that match here as well. But uh, of course, like I said, and, and unless anything else does happen, it is scheduled. We will be scheduled to go down, of course, tomorrow night here as well. Be sure to listen in on that. Plus, also, don't forget WWS Power Hour, Saturday evening at 6 o'clock, 141-364-POUND, as we will be reviewing everything going on that went on the radio network this week. And also, of course, uh, Saturday's Wrestling History and Birthdays, and also some wrestling news stories, courtesy of 411 Mania. Be sure to join us here for that. And also, Sunday morning at 8 a.m., do not forget WWS this morning, 805-8613-POUND. As, of course, we'll be going through Sunday's history and birthdays, also some wrestling news tidbits uh, from 411 from Mania. Also, of course, we'll be, you know, what's going to be taking place in the radio network next week. And also we'll give a, run, a quick rundown as to, of course, um, everyone's picks. Of course, we hope to have them updated, of course, before sun, at least before Sunday morning. But uh, we'll be working on that here between now and then. Of course, everyone who everyone has has predicted, of course, to win each of the matches of the nine matches, of course, for this Sunday's Clash of Champions event. And I do believe JD had something he wished to add before uh, we leave for the evening. So, JD, please go ahead and bring it to our attention. JD, are you there? 
Okay, he may still step me. I guess he's still stepped away here. Uh, I will also, of course, point out, ladies and gentlemen, that the that as well as for um, <clears throat> keep keep this keep keep this in mind here as well that we uh, that we of course are still doing the we are still doing the the voting of course for the for the for our newer matches of course here in. Um, our newer belts, of course, in OVW, US, Vendetta, and the Valley. Um, just to give you just a quick heads up here to see if we still have, if we have any updates at all, which I'm not sure if we do, which it doesn't seem like it is. I've been just running down here real quickly. The OVW, US Southern Tag Team Championship. So far, we still have just one person that has voted, and that is, and that one person has voted for Jody Valentine. Uh, nobody else has received any votes at all for that match. So if anyone wishes, like I said, so like I said, please by all means post uh, post some. Uh, that's uh, like I said, like I said, please continue to post your votes here. Like I said, you have like I said until uh, next 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 Wednesday, September the thirtieth, of course, to get all your votes in. See who will of course be the winners here. The OBWS Valley Championship, of course, Russell McDaniel and the Iceman Jerry Drama are still tied at one vote each uh, for this belt here as well. We may have to have a runoff for this if nobody else puts in any votes here um, for, for this. The Brutality Championship uh, poll, the King Club's Mint Batal is still leading the Cowboy Clinton James Smith, two votes to one in that. The Saturday Night Special Championship belt, Antonio Gutierrez is still leading the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, two votes to nothing in this right here. So we need to get those. We need, like I said, like I said, we're trying to get, we're trying, like I said, if we haven't voted. On that note, uh, real quick, I will definitely talk to you guys tomorrow. I will have my thoughts of what I will say both on the machine and at the start of the show tomorrow night. Before I give you, I'll save it till tomorrow night then. Okay, all right then, J.D. Thank you, sir, for joining us here tonight. We'll talk at you tomorrow, of course, on Revolution. Of course, enjoy that, and also Sports Machine tomorrow afternoon. That is about 4 o'clock, correct? For sports and he didn't, okay, he had, to, he had to leave, so okay. All right, but we'll find, I, but I do believe Sports Machine will be on at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but anyway, the Women's Championship, um, uh, Paul, right now we, we still have a tie between the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds and Jody Valentine. Uh, the Empress Henry Rickenbach has not received any votes yet either. The Radio Championship, Paul, right now Eddie Garza and Anthony Chobot are tied at one vote each. The OV and the OVWUS Television Championship, right now Danny from Oak Park is leading the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, three votes to two in that right there. So. Like I said, we still have plenty of time here, folks. Like I said, if, you, or if you're not a member of this group, uh, like I said, be sure to, of course, like I said, and of course, I, if you also haven't been invited to this group, please be sure to, of course, join it today. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OVWUS Valley Vendetta. And be sure to, of course, like I said, post your, give your thoughts out here about, uh, about, um, who you think should should like I said win these championship belts here? Uh, but be sure to of course jump in jump in on that here. Of course, hopefully here very very soon. Also speaking of Facebook, in addition to OVWUS, be sure to check out all of our other pages here in in, in our stable of groups on Facebook, including uh, as always 
Entertainment Cavalcade, Sports Roundup, Movie Channel, uh, Location of Animation, Game Show Alley, uh, tribute groups to uh, Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, and of course, Who's Lives It Anyway, Motor Week, Retro Review, Cars of the Past, uh, Power Rangers Protecting the Power. Be sure to check all those out. Of course, check out the Video Vault with all classic, classic and current wrestling matches and promos. Women of WCWUS for uh, female wrestling fans. Check out, of course, some of the women's matches that have been posted there, of course, here recently. I can give your thoughts about them. Also, of course, check out, like we said, some of our tribute groups, including ROHUS, NWAUS, and WCCWUS, where we have, of course, a lot of great uh, um, mom- classic moments and mat- m- matches and promos on there on each of those pages as well. But check out everything we've got going on here in WCWUS. And like I said, please feel free, of course, to give your personal thoughts and opinions on everything that's been posted in those pages for, for of course, for for for, for the last uh, last few years we've been in existence, and be sure to give your take on everything that's been going on here. Um, of course, here in WWUS, also check out all of our shows here on TalkShoe.com. Our past episodes from the past five years, of course, of all of our shows. And of course, also be sure to always jump in if you like to come on leave your thoughts and opinions about something that we're talking about on, on our show that is currently going on here even as we speak. But don't forget, of course, some of our shows coming up. Remember, tomorrow, sports uh, episode 8 of Sports Machine and episode 890 of Revolution. Also, Saturday, don't forget WSWS Power Hour. And also, Sunday morning, don't forget WSWS This Morning. Wolfpack 271 is a broadcast of the WSWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, Five years older, continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. Remember my rules to live by here, of course, in the face of this going on with this pandemic. Wash your hands, stay clean, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, do a whole lot of praying because we all need that right now, given the present time. Take care and God bless here, folks. And remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless here, folks. We'll talk at you tomorrow on Sports Machine and also Revolution. Take care. Have a terrific evening, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your day.